Yo, yo, welcome to season three from Pierre's Panic Room, y'all. I want to say a shout out to all the folks that show me love on the street. Tell me y'all appreciate the show. Y'all watch the show, man. Tell me I'm doing a good job. Thank you. In fact, in, this, in the um, comment section, let me know what kind of guests, who you want to see, man. You know we got a dope show. I had to start off season three real dope. You see who's going to be on it. So before I started, I have to read some of the comments that y'all left from, you know, some of the previous shows. All right, so here we go. Uh, from the John Hinton Show. Tony Johnson writes, I genuinely feel these two dudes should do some sort of movie or TV. The chemistry is great. Oh, me and my man John Hinton. Shout out to John Hinton. He did a good job on it, man. All right, this is from the George Wallace episode. Danny B writes, man, I swear these two are my favorite podcasts and his crew has amazing chemistry. Mr. Wallace doing the show again speaks volumes. Wish and continue growth and success. Thank you, uh, Danny B. I appreciate that. My man George Wallace off the, off the chain. In fact, I wrote a little sitcom pilot for me and him. It's going to be dope, man. If we can get it done, we, you know, we'll see. But I appreciate that. All right, from the Faison Love episode, Jada Johan. Jo, what do you call it? Johan? Jada Johan says, Pierre is funny. The stutter is classic. Look at it, nigga. All right. I ain't mean to do this shit, all right? Oh, shit. This is what happens sometimes. We ain't perfect. All right, y'all. Speaking of a perfect show, man, I'm excited to have this brother on. Ooh, truly, uh, we'll talk about it. You're going to see what I say, man. This is one of the realest cats I've ever ran into, man. I really appreciate it, man. I met him a couple of days ago, and he came to do my thing, man. I've had to chase people down for six months to do my show. No disrespect for those who it took six months to get you on my show, but this is a cat, man. Can't be no realer than him, man. Y'all know him. You see, you see what, the, what, the, what, the, what the headline says. You know who's coming, y'all. Give it up. For the one and only, Mr. Stephen Stacks Jackson. Show some love, y'all. Come on, y'all. Show some love in here. Come on, show some love. How you? Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Have a seat, brother. Man, have a seat, man. Mike, do what you got. Get comfortable, man. Sit back and relax. First of all, I'm mad because I ain't, man, not damn. But the diamonds and shit all on me on the show. You outdoing me already, man. Holy shit. Work hard for it. And then you pulled up, and you pulled up in the, in, in the, in the Rolls Royce joint, come you know, on. I got, I got, I got some, I got some friends, you know, and family. You know, my friends work hard, as, just, just as hard as I work, so they deserve nice things too. Well, fuck it, I'm gonna start being your friend. Now, okay? <laughs> I need, I need to be some of friend. I need some of that friend, friend love. No, man, seriously, man, I'm looking at you, brother. And really, I appreciate you coming, man, and I appreciate who you are for the culture. Appreciate it. And I mean that sincerely, brother. I need to be around people like you, man. Real motherfuckers. You know what this business, you know how this thing rolls. Yep. And I went and did my little research on it because I didn't know you that well before I, you know, I've seen you, but mm -hmm. I didn't know, know you. So I did a little more research and I just felt the vibe when I first met you. You know, I saw you, um, we just came back, he just came back from the fight that was in a fight. Right. Was with him, the double fight, okay? Right. We, uh, yeah, we, we was back in, a, in a, <laughs> we went to see the Javante Davis fight double a couple fight, weeks ago. Exactly yeah, the right. double fight. Yeah. Um, but before that, I saw you, in a, you know, at the uh, at the weigh-in joint. I said, I said, I said, man, 
I like him, I seen him, but I didn't want to come up. You had a lot of po folks around doing business. I said, I'm going to settle, settle back and run it to you again. Mm -hmm. Then my man, Kirk Bone, shout out to Kirk Bone. Shout out to Kirk Bone. Yes, man, Kirk Bone. He had a dope um, podcast. Check it out from DC, one of DC's finest. He was on it. He came and did it, and I slid by and said, I want to get to meet the dude. And the vibe, when I first met you, I just felt, you know, I felt the real already, but then when I met you, I said, man, it's a real cat right here. And I Appreciate love to it, sit man. back and talk with him. And I mean that, the fucking real, man, because this business is something else. And the way you circumvent through this shit and stay real and stay who you are. Yeah. That's, that's that's rare, brother. Okay, that's rare and being successful. Yeah, you've been around this business longer than me, so I I take okay. it as a, I take it as a as a, a complete compliment. So oh, I well, appreciate it. it. Well, it, it's meant to be. All right, let's start back. Let's go back. Port off of Texas. Yes, sir. Tell me your family structure. Mom, dad, and house phone. <coughs> nah, um, my mom was everything. My dad probably lived five minutes away from me, but he wasn't in my life, especially mm. as a, as a kid. Um. His sister and mother, I mean sister, his two sisters made sure that they knew, that I knew that they loved me. Okay. Right? Even, okay. even though my dad wasn't there, that side of the family let us know by his sisters. Wow. Um, my mom had, um, my mom had uh, six sisters and two brothers. So my mom worked at a refinery from six in the morning to six in the evening. So me and my sister and little brother was basically raised by my grandmother. Okay. My mom worked uh, 20, 12 hour shifts for like 30 years straight. Okay. And uh, so I going to school, we stayed at my grandmother's house because by the time my mama got up for work, we was going to school. By the time she come home, she sleep getting ready sure. to go back to work. I so it was that type of situation where, you know, the neighborhood raised us, my grandmother raised us, mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. we went to church a lot. Okay. You know, I was, I'm a Muslim now, but I was born a Christian. Okay. Uh, I was raised a Christian. Raised a Christian, right? Yeah, right. raised a Christian. And, um, and um, so I grew up in that, in that type of structure, we're going to church three times a day on Sundays, singing in the church choir. You know, I've I've, I've been through all that. How, how'd you um? Did you go through a growth spurt? Like when you did you always want to play basketball? It was a certain age? You're like, damn, it's time me play some ball. I'm too tall. Yeah, well, crazy story. I was five years old and I was playing in the YMCA league. Um, and, <laughs> and and my people, my people knew it before I knew it. Right? They knew it before I knew it. So I was playing this league and the end. The, the score was 42-40. I had 40 points and one person no, on my sir. team had 42. No, sir. Yes. And, and, and I was five years old at the time. So, you know, everybody was like, okay, this kid, he can be special. You right. know what I'm saying? And I didn't really see it until, you know, I got to high school. You know, from eighth grade to ninth grade, I grew six inches that summer. Wow. So I went from being six foot to six, six going okay. to the ninth grade. Okay. Okay. Now, let me ask you, ninth grade, you two, 13 years old, 12, 13, yep. 14 years old. 13, 14. All right. Um, has hip hop always been in your life? Yes. Okay. And the reason I say that because um, I remember them. They weren't, you know, I'm on the East Coast. Right. UGK came out with yes. that hard ass album. Was that hard to Pocket swallow? Of, that yeah, too hard to swallow. Yeah. Come on, that too hard to swallow, right? Yep. That was that was that was. Um, and I was listening to it, and I, I I remember them later on in years because again I'm East Coast. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't really hear them. Um, and the reason, I'm going to tell you why I bring them up. They had songs on there, like, um, what was that song I liked? The, uh, Pocket Full uh, of Stones. Pocket Stones, you know what I'm saying? What was it? Uh, tell Me Something Good. Well, well yeah, but the one is uh, uh, Stop Hating the South. Yeah, remember Stop that? Hating the South, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason I, I remember Pocket Full of Stones, and some after that, uh, Triple C did a, a, mm -hmm. a remake of that song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so with that being said, I felt, they felt like they weren't getting the respect that they deserve. Right. And I feel like, Maybe some place like Port Arthur, smaller place, small like little little brother to Houston. Did you did you even feel that? Like I can see in your life, I feel like you feel like you don't get the respect you deserve. You're the underdog, and I felt like UGK felt like that for a while because outside of the South, they really weren't known that well. I mean, you 
hit it on the nose. Bun said on the on the on the two hard to swallow anyway. He called mm -hmm. it a little time with big nuts. Right, right. That's how we always been. Like you know, it's a small city. Nobody would have ever known about my city if it wasn't from for Bun B and Pimp C and UGK. But Jimmy Johnson's from there. Janet Joplin's from right. there. Jen Jamal Jen. Charles. Like it's a lot of people from there, but you never know, you know, because it's a small city. And when we were there. We grew up. It was eight sets of low income housing, one high school. I mean, right. one high school. You know what I'm saying? Where, so Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah. Right, right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Lincoln, right. So. You know, it, 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 but everything they say in those right. albums that tell the life we, the lives we were living. You right, know, so right, they sure. they told our story. Well, Janis Joplin and Jimmy Johnson, they left. They didn't represent. But Janis Joplin was the first rock star to be on stage and get smoke weed and get high on stage. She was the first yeah, to do it. Right. No, Back I, in I those hippie it. days, she was the first one to go on stage and get loaded. But did she represent Port Arthur really? Yeah, because back in the days, that that was the foundation of Port Arthur, the hippie style. It was free. Okay. Port Arthur was free. Okay. It turned into the refinery city, refinery, the gas right, city, right? right, right. Whereas pushing all the rich, all the rich people—I mean, all the poor people—out right. and come trying to buy all the land and put up refineries. Okay, okay. Then, all right. So, you started balling out like crazy in high school. Did you? Uh, did you? Did you? Did you beat up on Jefferson High? You know what? See, that's, that's the, the three schools from around my—the <laughs> three schools from around my way that I wanted to play. Okay. My junior year, I didn't get a chance to play because. The first, what, eight games of the season, I missed because of the grades. Well, damn. I was really, I, I was tripping, you yeah, know what right, I'm saying? Right. And um, I, missed, I, missed, I missed all those teams because was they was in the first eight games. When I came back, we went like 26-0. and 0. I didn't lose a game my right. junior year. Right. But I wish I could have played against those teams. Now, now, you went to Oak Hill. Now, I remember that being. My senior year. Right. So you, that's like where phenoms go at. Yeah. You know, everybody from Ty Law, Cam Carmelo went there. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant from DC mm -hmm. went there. We thought some real ballers went there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They was always in the top three when I looked at high school teams. You right. know what I'm saying? That's a that's a hell of an accomplishment. But you did that. Who'd you play with when you was there? Who'd you? Play I was with? the only pro. You wouldn't know. Uh, a guy named Ed Sheffield was rest yeah. in peace. He he played at Georgetown. A couple other guys played uh, low D ones, but nobody made noise like I did though okay. on, on okay. that team. Yeah. Okay. Now you made noise. But did you go to community college after that, or you went somewhere else? So this, this is the story. No. Because let Here me let go. me go and correct that, because okay. people always say I did not. I went to junior college, Butler Community College. Right. I went there for two weeks. I couldn't oh, play okay. basketball because the season was already going on. So okay. I sold weed for two weeks, Hell no. and I seen there wasn't no money out there, and I left and, and and I think I went overseas and put my name in the draft. Okay. And, and that's how, okay, yeah, because you, you played some overseas ball before you went to the pros, right? Yep, Dominican. I broke both of my feet. I broke, oh, I broke my foot trying out for the Bulls. I broke my other foot in Australia. I played in Dominican Republic and Venezuela. You ever thought about doing, like, the wheelchair league, nigga, shit? Nah, that you know, wasn't an option. Disabled league, nigga. Disabled league, you ain't... <laughs> wasn't an option. All right, all right, we're going to run past. All right, so then you wind up getting, uh, the Nets took you first? Who, who took yep, you first? Yep, 2001, the Nets. All right, the Nets. Ro roll through the team, because you, you're a gang of teams, but just mm -hmm. tell me, the team, and how'd you feel, and what worked for you on them teams? Let well, me from the Nets well, first. first team with New Jersey, they gave me, they opened the door for me. Okay. Um, I think it was a blessing that Kenyon Martin had just got drafted number one that yeah, year, yeah. and we both from Texas, so we knew each other. And when I, while I was trying out, uh, I really had him and Stephon Marbury giving me yeah. favor. Okay. You know what I mean? Caught, uh, picking me on their team, passing me the ball to make sure I shine. Okay, nice. And I, and I was able to not only make the team, but start my first game as a, my first uh, game as a rookie. So. And uh, that transferred to me going to San Antonio for two years. Set out the first year, played the second year and started and ended up winning the championship. Right, right, okay. Was supposed to get paid then, but they didn't want to pay me because I was too urban. They paid Ginobili. Wow. 
whoa, 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 too early. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And if you look, if you yes, look at doing yes, the playoffs, yes. I was a big Bust reason why we won. Yeah, I was frying. Yeah, 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 busting ass. But yeah, they, but you know, I was too rough on. You know what I'm saying? San Antonio, how that team is ran. So they were like, we'll, we'll give you some crumbs if you're gonna stay. We're not giving you the big money. No, I'm not taking. That. I like that. You know what? That makes sense too, man. Because them boys was, I didn't hate that's kind of square. You know, San Antonio. It's, it's a square. tight ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to say that. No disrespect to San Antonio, but yeah. I performed there many times. It's square. Okay, yeah, it's square. Yeah, so, yeah. so I can see you. I don't even know why they even drafted you, man. Brought you over there, man, because you that wasn't gonna be a fit, man. Not he, your style. Well, you know, when he, when he said it, I was making the team. Pop, right. He said I'm, he came to me and was like, "You're gonna be on the team. We're gonna sign you, but you can't smoke weed." Oh hell. That's no. exactly what he told me. So he already did his homework on me. And you right. know what I told him? I, you know, so I won't smoke at all. And we're smoking a couple hours later. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> I need it. So, you know what I'm saying? You're a rambunctious. You, you, you ain't a you a line stepper. I'm just I'm, I don't feel like I have to compromise nothing. But what about what about the league? They say you can't smoke in the league, man. Bro, we weren't we weren't supposed to smoke then, but we found ways to do it. See, like at first when you <laughs> when you get when you piss when you fail dirty uh, right. d- dirty test, right. they put you in the drug program. Okay. So we was cool with that because we have, we figured it out. Okay, as long as you in a program, you can smoke. smoke. There you go. I like that. I so like we stayed that. in the program for two three years. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right. All right. The next thing. Um, we go on uh, after uh, what Atlanta? No, San Antonio, Atlanta. I come to Atlanta for one year okay. because I, they wanted me to basically prove myself again. So I came in Atlanta, had one of my best years. But I knew coming here, my coach that was in San Antonio, Mike Brown, was in Indiana, and him and Rick Carlisle they told me after this season we're gonna give you a big deal anyway. Oh, nice. So I just came to Atlanta and balled out. I wasn't thinking about nothing. Like the team that. was sorry. Like you know that. what I mean? I, I went to the strip club every day. There you go. You know, I just had a good time. You know what I mean? And Shooting I, threes like a motherfucker. Had just balling out, Sorry. busting ass. <laughs> and the next year, I signed this uh, six-year deal with uh, the Pacers. Pacers. Now, let me say, that it was, it was a blessing to be there because that would probably would have been the best team. I, that would, we could have went down to one of the best teams ever mm-hmm. if we wouldn't have went through those two incidents. My first year, we got in the brawl Come on, in Detroit. Right, right, right. And Let's then, skip over there. No, nah, but I'm just saying. I mean, okay. we can talk about it. Yeah, that, yeah, that, and uh, but I'm just saying the, the two re- why I was I left so quick was because of the brawl and the shootout at the strip right. club. Well, well so for some of them know they know it's the, called the, uh, the the malice in the palace. Yeah, okay? yeah, the malice in the palace. Um, I've seen it, and I remember when it happened, um, and I looked at it. Uh, you basically got your niggas back no matter what. That's what it really is, man. Because you really it wasn't nothing to do with you necessarily, you know? Because wasn't it? Because from what I remember. Um, y'all was up mm-hmm. substantially. The game was coming to a close, and my man Ron Artest strongly fouled Ben Wallace. Yes, which is unnecessary with to- this situation. Totally uncalled for. But you know, we're talking Ron Artest. Yes. And Ron Artest is like you. He he moves to his own situation. Ultimate competitor. Motherfucker, we give like, we up by fifty points. I'm I'm, I'm found you come up with that layup. He gonna play till the clock went out. All right, and then then. The, the pushing and shoving got out, then somebody threw some shit, and then they ran up there, and you had to run up there too. Yeah. So explain I, it to me. That was, okay, so that was really just instinct. Like, <laughs> for people that don't know, and people try to put me in this category, I've never been in a fight on the court in an NBA game with a player my whole career. Right. Let that sink in. Right, feel that. For all the people that try to put me in this certain category, I've never been in a fight in the game with a player ever, not one. Right. But that situation was different because if you had a bar or if you had a hospital or any other place of business and somebody coming in and throw a beer in your face, sure. that's assault. Right, sure, sure. Not against rich, big old black athletes, right? And we were at work. Right, you're supposed to take it. You're supposed to just take it. You're supposed to take it. And you know what I'm saying? I think Ron did a great job of 
keeping himself calm when when, they, when Ben was trying to get to him to not start a fight. Right, you know, sure. so even though he fouled him, okay, cool. Ben pushed him. You got your lick back, bro. Just let it die down. You know what I'm saying? And they was they was real hurt. We was busting their ass. Right, sure. You know what I'm saying? That was a big game on TV. But um, I just you know I didn't my my homeboy went. I just went with him. Now if you, if you look at the tape, when I got to the stands, I initially grabbed him. Right. I I ran right, past right. a million people. I sure. didn't punch nobody. Right. Sure. I could have punched fifty people on the way to him. I didn't punch nobody, bro. I got there and I grabbed him. Now, as I grabbed him, and this is something they never talk about. And when y'all go back and look at it, y'all gonna see what I'm talking about. As soon as I grabbed him, this idiot in front of me threw another beer in his face. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. I and that's that. the dude out here. I'm right. like, okay, now y'all out of line. Y'all, right, y'all sure. being. And so that's how I got. That's how I ended up right. punching somebody. I had no intentions of going in the stands and punching nobody right, right. until that happened. Right. Okay. And he was right in front of me, so I couldn't let that slide. Right. No, no. I think it also blew out of out of proportion. I'm gonna say this: black men beating up white men. It felt, it felt good him. to punch a fan. Fuck that. Right, right. But I think they made it to a racial. I think that's what made it so, so crazy. Not just y'all ran into. Well, they was trying, trying to clean the league up. They was trying to clean the league up around the time. Remember they was talking about, oh, uh, you can't wear dicky suits. Them, you had to uh, take your headphones off when you walk in. Like, you yeah, couldn't wear glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They was changing all that shit. You know what I'm saying? They was trying to change the outlook of the league. But that's just what it is. That's who we are. Right, right. Because Allen Iverson was one of the first ones I saw that the, the, the owner, Pat, I don't know the name, for the 76ers, told yep. him he could wear what he wants. Everyone had to wear a suit and tie. Remember that? And yep. then he wear what he wanted to. And then it started shifting. Even if he got fined, he was going to do that. Damn. Damn. He didn't, get, he didn't care. He was going to wear what he wanted to wear. Think about it. AI was getting braided on the sideline during an NBA game. What? He just it? hair braided out. God damn. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I missed that. Nobody, ain't, nobody never done that. Um, damn. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So then we go um, to, to what situation we go to after that? Um, after that, uh, Indiana, I get traded to, uh, where I go to the strip club shit. Well, I, Jamal Tinsley ends up coming out the club when we're leaving and I see him at the corner of my eye getting chased. You know what I mean? So I could have easily just kept going, bro, right, right, in my right. car. You know what I'm saying? Right, I ain't yeah. getting in trouble. Right. The, the Port Arthur and me, I hop out the car with my two, run over there. And uh, I got to the point where we was getting surrounded by so many people. I let off a couple shots in the air. Hell as as I'm running to my car, one of those guys had got in the car and 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 uh, zeroed me in and hit me going like 35 while I fly in the air, knock all my teeth out, my lips shattered. Uh, I stand up, I stand up, and the lights from his car because he had to come back my way to get out. I stand up and unload on him. My teammate unload unload on him, and uh, I end up having to have plastic surgery on my mouth uh, for two hours. I mean for eight hours with no anesthesia. And that was the second strike. With, so it was like, man, we gonna send this motherfucker to Golden State. Golden Don Nelson loved me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And he signs to Golden State, and uh, that was some good years for me because we made history. You know, we beat the we was the first team to be the number one seed in the playoffs. We beat Dallas, and it was special because Don Nelson, remember, he had that beef with Mark Cuban about getting paid. Yep, yep, yep. So his yep. whole thing was, you know, like we'll yep. we'll be at my coach house and we'll be smoking weed right in front of him, talking to him about basketball. That's how that's how cool Don Nelson was. Really? Yeah, and he didn't want to, he didn't care about nothing but beating Dallas. Right, right, sure, right. So, he's after, coach. Yeah, he's so after we beat them, that was his season. He didn't give a damn about like nothing that. else, and that's just how it was. So we made sure we beat them. You know who likes all that? the Redskins like that? As long as they beat Cowboys, they don't give a damn. They motherfucking go two and fourteen. They all right. As long as they beat the goddamn what's name, the Cowboys. Come on, all right now. Oh, 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 cowboy? Yeah. Easy. <laughs> that shit was so uncalled for Sunday. Well, come on, Whoa, exactly. we, come on, we should have just stayed home, bro. I can't call y'all trash because the way we play. No, no, no. I ain't no cowboy fan. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. What's the name? I'm not a Redskins fan. Commanders. I, no, Commanders. Red, whatever. Fuck yeah, Commanders. Well, okay, Commanders. Commanders. I'm, I'm team light skinned quarterback. So whoever got the light skinned quarterback, that's who I go with. So Worst, I'm you my right homes. now. There it is, right now. My homes. If, if he leave and another, I was, I was, uh, 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 play for the 49ers. 
Put his knee down. Kaepernick. Kaepernick, my bad, man. Shit, I got a light skinned frog right now. A light skinned little, you know, fucked up fog right now. My bad. Yes, yes, my bad. Um, so whoever's light got the light skinned quarterback that ain't white, I'm go. I go for them. All right. That's how I roll. I did. I'm lord of that. How long you been a cowboy fan? My whole life. Ooh. See, we used to come on from church, and my grandfather made. If you turn the channel. You have to turn it after Cowboys and John Wayne. He's going to watch both of them back to back. If you, if you knew anything about the Cowboys back then, John Wayne came on right after it every Sunday. Did he really? Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay, okay. Well, so we had to in watch Port that. Arthur. That yeah, happened in Port yeah, Arthur, Port, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the moment ain't happened where I came from. Okay? <laughs> Port Arthur for fuck sure. Fuck John Wayne. Okay. Nah, fuck uh, John Wayne. It was fuck John Wayne then. We just couldn't say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Grandpa was going to throw us out the house. What? what uh, all right, from there, you, uh, after the Golden State? Golden State, I, get, I go to Charlotte. Okay, okay. That was, that was probably my best years playing basketball. I averaged 20 plus both years. Um, I, I brought Charlotte to the playoffs for the first time. Charlotte was basketball wise. Right. I went to work at Charlotte. Did y'all have, what's the name in it at the time? Mama, Big Mama. Fuck is wrong. Who? I'm bad with the motherfucking names right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm fucked up. What's the nigga? Well, you play Mama. Huh? The big dude from Charlotte, one of the best players that Charlotte ever had. He grew up like, like my mom. He put like a grandma. Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Yeah, nah, man. hell nah. That was way, that was, that was way before was you? Before me. Yeah, okay, yeah. my bad. We had okay. Gerald Wallace. MJ had just, MJ was on in the team. Okay. Man. So yeah, it was my Oh, oh yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. How was it playing with him, man? It was dope. I mean, I'm still sponsored by Jordan to this day. So, oh, so you got to say good free shit. Shoes and all yeah, you got to say good shit, right. And you know, he got me to the NASCAR shit. So, you know, MJ don't fuck with too many people. You know what I'm saying? But for him to still consider me family and all that and still take care of me, send me shoes all this time, you know, I. Got a number of respect for him. Okay, okay. So shoes get you the respect. I'm gonna send it some yeah. shoes for me, man. Let me, let me tell you why. Okay. Growing up, not been able to afford the motherfuckers, and everybody got the J's. Now I'm giving shit away. I know that's right. So it's a blessing. Mm. Yeah, I didn't eat that much either. Someone sent you some beans and some soup and shit like that too. Yeah, we so figured it out. Too, nigga. I we, hey, I ain't gonna lie. We used to love when it was uh, fake hurricanes come around, and because <laughs> the Red Cross, the Red Cross, uh, Red Cross. Pull up with them burgers, with right. them Sonic burgers. Really? Oh man, we used to tear that down. We couldn't wait for a hurricane to come around yeah, this man, motherfucker. Man, you don't want to plan for a hurricane. <laughs> Shit. Couldn't wait for a hurricane to come around this motherfucker. All right, from there, who you go? After Charlotte, you went to where? After Charlotte, Did I you go, go back to San Antonio. Back to San Antonio. San Antonio. All right. And, and That's when y'all was really active. Got to the West Conference Finals, lost yeah. to OKC in the West Conference Finals. I balled out. Then the second year, Pop asked me to do some shit that he know I wasn't gonna do, and uh, I walked. Which was? He asked me. So. It was a practice, and I had a great practice. So right. I, he wasn't playing me that much at the time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, I kind of felt something was going on. So I, I was getting my work in in practice. Okay. So I play. I, I got a real aggressive style of basketball. I talk shit. You know what I'm saying? Sure, okay. it, it might sound personal, but hey, I just is the way I play. Okay. So I embarrassed a lot of his guys that he was playing. See. Danny, Danny, uh, Ginobili, right, all those right, other guys. Right, yeah. right. So as I'm walking into the locker room. One of the film guys said, Coach Pop, I want to talk to you in the film room. He gets the worst three plays that I've had, not none of the 2,000 great plays. Right, sure. He finds three bad plays and show me. And he was like, you know, I think for the team, I'm going to call the team in the uh, film room, and I want you to basically say that Danny and uh, Ginobili are better than you so they can oh, play no. well going into the playoffs because no, I'm going to play them. So, bam. Pop is the smartest guy, one of the smartest people you ever meet. Okay. So he knew my response. That folk, let me tell you how he knew. Because Tracy McGrady had, had just landed to replace me. They had brought him in to replace me. So when he told me that, he knew I wasn't finna say that shit. Right. I said, fuck you, give me my 10 million on me, and I walked out. And Tim, Tim Duncan was trying to stop me on the way out, you know, and I told him later. Right. But that was the situation. 
And that's why I left San Antonio. That was really the last time I played. So he knew how you how to get rid of you through yourself. Yeah. Boy, he pop, know, you're I, you know, I got bro. too much pride to say another right. one. When I just had a million points in practice against the same motherfucker. Right. You know to I ain't finna say hell that. No. Perfect timing, Pop. Because you know I ain't finna say it. That's, yeah, that's kind of smart, you know. Instead of him trying to fire, you fire yourself. That, but that was some bullshit, though. Pop, that was on some, on some. I get it. I get it. He know it's yeah. some bullshit because he told someone that's, that's a good friend of mine that works at ESPN. He told her, if I had to regret any situation, I regret how I handled the Steven Jackson situation. All right. I respect that. To, and to I, never, I never talk bad about him, but he know and I know. Right. That was some bullshit. Damn. Okay. 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 What did you? And after that, we went where? Did we go somewhere? Uh, I think no. Uh, I went to China. No. <laughs> I went to the Clippers for. Oh, like the Clippers! A, you like did a month. Hell, I must say you did. Oh, for like man. a month. I went there for like a month, and and once that didn't work, I said, "Fuck, I'm done. I'm You're cool. Done. Yeah, I'm cool. Right. I start. I'm gonna do some other shit." I, you know. All right. I, so I can respect, man. What? That's a hell of a career. When you first got in the league, what was one of the, you know, we talking about when, you, when the uh, Nets got you. What did you buy? What, what, did, what did you buy, you know, said, I arrived, nigga. I, I worked hard. Here's his contract. What was the biggest thing you purchased? No gas. The first thing I did was bought my mom and my grandmother's house. I bought my mom a house, True? built it. Bought my mom, grabbed my grandmother's house and built it. That was the first two things I got. Really? Yeah. Okay. Then for yourself, what's the first thing you bought? I can't, I don't know what was first. I just bought everything. Yeah, really? Yeah, I, you know. I, I fucked off. Yeah, I mean, coming from nothing, you're gonna right. fuck, you're gonna make a lot of mistakes. That's the only way you're gonna figure it out. That's the only way you're gonna survive and be able to to, to have longevity. You got to make those mistakes, and I made those mistakes. So would you tell a uh, out here? You know, you can't, would you tell a young brother who's getting into the league? He just got 10 million, 15, whatever it is he got. What would you, you tell him? Just work it out, nigga. Just hopefully you'll be alright. Or nah, what, what would nah, you tell him? Nah, I would tell him. It's different from 1997 when I got drafted. It's 2023. You got too many people uh, teaching financial literacy. You got too okay. many ways to get understanding about money and how to spend it and where to save it and how to put it in LLC. It's too many people talking about that today and with social media. So if you illiterate or dumb to it, that's your fault. Mm, okay. Today. Okay. Okay. That's totally different from back in 97 when I got drafted. Makes sense. Makes sense. So young brothers, man, you know, get, get, learn that financial literacy, man, because that money is right ain't, ain't going to be there, right. Because, you know, we got to understand that ain't going to be around forever. That, that money, right? You know what I'm saying? That not basketball money. Now you could turn it into something else like you just did, like yeah. you did. But that basketball money, your body is human nature. It's not gonna be not gonna be balling forever. Right. So yeah. I always do this. This is what I tell anybody. Spend your second money. Mm-hmm. Save your first money because you, you got your first money. Mm-hmm. You ain't guaranteed the second money. But if you get the second money, then have a good time with the so second any, money. Anything you buy, if you can't buy it three times, don't buy one. Damn. Damn. You heard that? Y'all it heard it that? It makes no sense to buy. If you can't buy two or three of them, then you don't need that one. Because if you're if you struggling to buy that one, then you don't need it. Damn. But if you can buy two or three of them, you can get one. Damn. I take my bins back. <laughs> Shit, nigga. This fuck me up today, man. I ain't know this was going to happen. Shit. <laughs> fuck. But, you know, you also are known as one of the biggest ta- trash talkers in basketball, too, now. I played the yeah, game with yeah. a certain pride and passion, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah. Who, who's your competition? Let me name, name, name three other top trash talkers you played with. Straight uh, up on the court. Just let you have Ron it. Ron Artest. Uh, he verbally let you have it? Yes. Oh, Reggie shit. Miller. Reg, uh, well, Reg, okay. Reggie gonna talk bad. Yeah, yeah, you. I can see that. He talk bad now. Uh, announcer, motherfucker. And uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I would say Zebo, Zach Randolph. That, really? It didn't say you talk trash. Shit. Really? That big nigga talk trash Shit. like that. Zebo talk to trash now. Damn. He, yeah, it might not look like it. He wasn't loud. He wasn't just outspoken. Okay. But he he got his point across. 
Okay. Here's some I see. When you talked about this, but I'm gonna change this around. People always say the top greatest player, two players, LeBron and, and Jordan. Well, that's, that's what they want to pit against each other. Mm-hmm. And I think they played such a total different basketball situation. You know, they played a total different basketball. I rather would say compare LeBron and Magic Johnson. I agree. And I would say Kobe and, and, and Magic. I agree. I mean, uh, uh, um, um, Jordan. Kobe and Jordan. So that's an unfair comparison. That's you know, that's like saying the mentality you know. of Kobe and Jordan are identical. I that's what. That. That's why they all. That's why they're gonna always be one and two in my mind, and the, and the attitude. If Magic Johnson was as athletic as LeBron was, he would have the same numbers. But LeBron mm. is Magic Johnson with Jordan's athleticism. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With with, right, with John right. Stockton's mind frame. Like he, he he's a he's a perfect basketball player. If you had to talk about basketball, you had to get a mascot. Mm-hmm. It would be LeBron. He does everything right, mm-hmm. even off the court with his friends. Sure. Put him in position to win. Like he does everything mm-hmm. right. You know what I mean? So he would be the mascot for a basketball player. But when you're talking about the best players of the game, right. the mentality of Kobe and Jordan is, is set aside. Kobe and Jordan, yeah. And you played, you, well, you, you played with, uh, with, with Jordan, but against Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. I played with Kobe, too, in the McDonald's All-American game. Let's play, you know, one to ten. Who wins that game? Out of who? Kobe and Jordan. At their, at their height. Well, that, that'll be a game you have to say first to ten. You can't say win by two. Okay. Because if it win okay. by two, that game will never end. Right, 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 right. right. That makes right. sense. The game will never end. So if I had to pick somebody that would win, I would go with – go with Cole. Cole? What, 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 gave you, what gave you that look? And I respect Jordan like a most. Cole, Cole was a little bigger. He was a little bigger than MJ. He was oh. a little bigger than MJ. Oh, really? Yeah, as far as it, at the end of his career – at the right. end of his career, he uh, right. He, he got he kind of bulked up a little bit. So I'm gonna say this: you knew better than I did. And I'm gonna be honest. I like my show. I keep it 1,000. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't really a Kobe fan off the court. I thought he was corny. I'm be honest, corny. <laughs> hey, I don't know the nigga. You know better. I thought when he did the snitching thing with uh, with Shaq, I lost a lot of respect for him. Like, come on, that ain't no real rough. That's not what niggas do. Street niggas don't do that. And maybe I thought because he grew up in Europe. Now, I grew up in Europe, but when I turned 11, I came to the States, so into the hood. I don't think he's ever been in the hood. I just felt like he was, I didn't know he was even down with black people like that. Until he passed away, I started doing research and hearing stuff. I was like, why did he sponsor this? You know, he didn't let it be known. I, I'm of one, when you're black and you're doing something for the culture positive, you should let people know that. Some people say, man, be quiet about it. No, no. the white man assassinates our image enough. Right. So I think we should push ourselves when we do something positive. If you, if, you, if you do something for somebody or give money to a college or whatever the hell you do, show it. Because mm-hmm. too many times we see a bad image. Right. I didn't see it with Kobe doing stuff for black people. Mm-hmm. Maybe for everybody, and Mexicans and Chinese, everybody together, you do that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I didn't know him from that perspective. Was he always, do you believe really, he was always a down brother when you saw him? Did you feel like that? Like he was just I, as I, I've been knowing Kobe since a teenager. He's always been that. He just... His focus was being the best basketball player he could be. But you got to think, they say the same thing about Jordan. But if you look at the, 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 yeah. the uh, work that Jordan has done and the money he's donated to people and, and communities, stuff like that, it's, it's not even close to some people. But we don't but, hear about it. But, but, but you know what? The same people that, that talk about it don't know what they've done or haven't even come close to do what he's done. So, therefore, some people don't, work, don't care about publicizing it because they're not doing it for that reason. They're doing it for the people who they're doing it for to benefit. I, I understand and you know that. What, and you know what they say. When you're giving back, the best act you can do is, ben, is to do something for someone that don't benefit you. So why post it? But, but, but No, no, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying benefit me, 
by benefiting black men that we give back to people, our own people. We do stuff as a whole. I, thing, have, I don't care about myself. But I shouldn't have to post me going out and taking care of people for you to feel like you have to do it. Well, that should I, be natural. That, well, it you should be, be born with that. No, it, no, you're right. It should be. But we have brands and we have, there's branding for a reason. Okay, the reason we buy Jordan's tennis shoes because we see what he do. Right. So we, so we know that's it works on the psyche of people. If I see you doing something positive, I want to be like you. That's, that's been like that forever. Yeah, but sure, we, it shouldn't be like that. See, but that, it is. That's, and that, and I, I, I gotta disagree because that's what's wrong with humanity. Like you born oh, with shit. a heart. Sure. You, that's supposed to be. That's supposed to be instinct. Like you blinking and breathing. Like doing something or being nice to people, saying hello, how you doing? You're right. Like perfect today. We saw somebody come at a restaurant. A lady just walking by crying. Like did I think twice? I just ran and bought her some food because sure. I knew she was in a situation she couldn't control. Sure. So it shouldn't have to be somebody else doing it. We should be born with that instinct. Yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? I feel you. And it's sad the world world we living in that somebody got to see it to want to do it. You know what I'm saying? And now you're right though. Right. You're exactly right. It, that's the world we living in. The only way you think you can be great is if you see somebody else be great. No, it's in you. Everything you need to be great is already in you when you wake up in the morning. You don't need nobody that. to tell you. You don't need no Instagram posts or nothing to be who you want to be or somebody to tell you you're great already. It's in you already. And we have been brainwashed to think that somebody has to tell us we're great before we believe it ourselves. I, I, I like that. But my point is, we have enough assassinating our image, man. Every day, a black man is put on something, doing this wrong, doing this. We see yeah. that all day long. True, true. We're fighting that system that's putting us as a negative. Yeah. How do we say, hold up, motherfucker, we do better. We do do good now. Mm -hmm. Or do we just say, man, we, shh, we do do good. Why? I'm not, that, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's not about you saying, Pierre, you did good. Just to say, man, we do look out for each other. Mm -hmm. How do I know if we look out for each other? We don't tell nobody. Again, I'm not saying every act you do. Like that, what you just said with the lady. You ain't got to tell everybody. You ain't got to post on Instagram. Yeah. But if you're about to donate $100,000 to a college, black college, why can't we know that? Steven Jackson did it, that, it, man. You know, it, it, you're right. It's, it's good to know, but everybody don't want to publicize what they do. I get it. Yeah. I, I see that. I mean, I understand. You know what I mean? But Yeah, I hear you. I hear but you, you going to find out if I do some shit. We need more, <laughs> we need more positive <laughs> images, though. I, I get what you're saying. We, you need, we need more positive images, but... It's just not like that. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. They definitely don't push that. All right. All right. Now we're going to move off of basketball. Shout out and give props to you for being on um, the coach of the year for the Big Three. Oh, appreciate two it. Champions. Yeah, appreciate yeah. You, it. you went off and did that, man. Thank you. Uh, one thing I like about you is you ain't stopping, brother. You ain't, what they say in the old days, you ain't in no grass growing in your feet, man. You just keep on moving, brother. You know what I'm saying? You got, I mean, you got to make the most of this time you're here. You only get one life. I've, been, I've lost a lot of people close to me, man. And, and, each, and I've lost my little brother and my little sister in the last five, six months. And, yeah. I've, I've been getting more and more clarity and, and more and more drive to, to be greater for not just my kids, but my brother's kids. I got more and more responsibility. So at this point, I just want to continue to show I lie that I deserve what he blessed me with. Right. Because a lot sure. of people don't get these opportunities and positions. So that's well, what I'm on. And, that's, and, I, and I'm going to go into that. I'm, I'm going to go into this right here first. Describe. Take your time if you want to. Describe your definition of love. If I, if I love you the way I love, then I'll die for you. And I don't think it's really nothing. Well, no, let me say that. I will live for you and die for you. If I love you with, that, with the love that I have, I will live and die for you. Either way, it's for you. That's the best way I can explain it. Just, this is a crazy question, I'm quite sure. But have you loved somebody, really loved somebody, and they took advantage of it or, or they hurt you? Yeah, 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 hmm? hell yeah. I mean, yeah. So you, they didn't reciprocate the way you thought? You were surprised that they didn't do what you, you know? Yeah, I've been, I've been hurt by women. 
Right? Yeah. I mean, if a man <laughs> say he ain't been hurt by women, he gay. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I've been, yeah. been hurt by women. I've been hurt by women. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hurt. I've been hurt by women before, but you know, I got my fault in it too. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's that's not really, that's not really nothing to deal with as far as losing someone's life. You know what I mean? A life. What about a man, bro? Yes, I, I've I've had my friends, close friends, who I considered closer than some of my family, do things to, yeah, to 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 to, to hurt me to the point where. It, it changes you. Yeah, I have. Really? And, and how have you handled it? Just moved on, walked away? Or well, I mean, I'm, I'm not the comp I don't like arguing. I'm not an arguer. I don't like going back and forth. Uh, a lot of times, my best um, way to get back or the best way to make a statement is removing myself completely. Because I play a big role, especially if you're in my life, I know I play a big role in your life somewhat. That's right. Because of my heart, not because of what I do, because of the man I am. Right? It's not because of who I am or the, or the success people see me. It's the things that I, the, the morals that I stand on of being a protecting provider. If I got you around me like that, you know what I'm saying? That'll tell a lot. You know, it's funny, I, when you were with Kirk Bond, I heard you say some, a couple of things and I thought about mine. I had a best friend of 22 years, my, my homeboys, closer than my, anybody in my life. My mm -hmm. sisters, my father, my aunt, uncles, whoever. Unfortunately, some of them could have passed, and it wouldn't hurt me the way when he passed. Mm -hmm. He passed in 2016. This is the dude I slept in, growing in, in bed with. I'm, I'm torn. We only got but one bed. You know, it was what it was. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I, I have one kidney. He's like, P, if, if yours go down, I got you. I got you, bro. You know what I'm saying? That type of friend. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I did any and everything for him. Sometimes I couldn't push him hard enough because you know he mm -hmm. wasn't on my level of push and whatever. You know, he, you know, you give a person chances. Every project I had, I took him to overseas to do shows. He wasn't a comedian. He was just my boy. Right. I lied and said, this is my assistant. I don't go unless he go. I'm right. lost shows. You know what I'm saying? I'm just giving you the value of, of who he was. I would have, I'd have shot a nigga. I'd have killed somebody for him, yeah. man. That motherfucker, somebody fucked with him. Now, maybe not everyone else I know, but right. him. Because I knew. I saw him cry, you know what I'm saying? His father didn't love him. His mother didn't love him the way he wanted to. You know, and I just felt for him, man. And he passed, dude, like uh, um, vascular disease, you know, cardio, whatever, cardiovascular disease. One day, boom. And we had argued. Because I stayed at his house for a second because I was in between transition and he was about to get evicted. He didn't tell me a month later. And I'm like, oh, you, you know, you, you can't tell me Sunday we're getting evicted. No, Wednesday is, is Wednesday. But he was afraid. You know, at, while he told me, he said, man, the reason I didn't tell you because we stopped talking. I was pissed off. I was like, come on. You keep doing stuff, fucking up. And, I, and he said, I said, why would you do that? Why would you leave me in a situation like that? He said, man, I, I just didn't want to hurt you, man. I was trying to get the money, you know, my half of the rent, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I was just like, oh, man. So we just started talking again after eight months, and then he died like a month and a half later. I felt so guilty that I let eight months go by of me being pissed off, you know what I'm saying? Um, and even now, I'm with my success, I, even with this right here, I'm like, where's my boy at, man? He's supposed mm -hmm. to be here with me, man. Mm -hmm. Everything I get, I, don't, I, don't, I feel semi-empty at times, man. Like, mm -hmm. fuck. You know, this is my motherfucker, man. Why ain't you here, nigga? What's wrong? You know, just, you know, I know people longer than him or whatever. You get what I'm saying? And then I heard, you know, your situation, man. I just can't, I can imagine, but maybe not the same, but, you know, losing your, your brother, man. You know, and I look at some of the pictures of y'all when I was younger, like, damn, homie. Yeah, just just think, uh, you saying that, that all the success and your friends not here. My older brother got killed when I was 16, and... I was I've been I've been saying that those same words. Damn, like all this time, damn, you know, even with my little before my little brother passed, like damn, Big Bro's supposed to be here living his life. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm saying this about my little brother. Like damn, I need him more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh. 
Understood, brother. Trust me. Uh, I've been there too, homie. But, uh... Yep. Yep. What can we... You know, it's, that's a part of life, man. And Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just a part of life, bro. You got to deal with it. But at the same time, you got to keep going. You know, everybody going to deal with it some some part of life. Everybody going to deal with death. Everybody going to lose somebody close. You know, it's just that... How do you feel my, that... My, my, my brother... The, the, my brother died on my older brother's birthday. My brother's viewing for his funeral was on my mother's birthday. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was just a tough reminder. Time. Right, right. Always a reminder, man. Yeah. Is there any way we can get over this, man? I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I know I'm not. They're my best friend since I was three, so. Yeah. I ain't. I mean, right. I, 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 I get through it with putting myself in positions to be there for his boys. I can do a lot of great things for his kids and make right. sure they straight and make sure they're going to be in a position to be successful. You know what I'm saying? But, and I'm, I'm comfortable with, I thank Allah that I'm in a position to be there for them. Can, 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 can you enjoy your success? Can, can you really fully enjoy your success, man? That's a burden that we carry like a motherfucker. Yeah, I, ha I have to because stress will kill you. My mama can't go through this again. I got him. I, I got to find a way to do it. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But um, yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. Sometimes, man, I, I I get this is like a newfound success, you know, um, this version of it, man. And um, I just, you know, I'm 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 not saying I'm tired to keep thinking about him, you know. You ain't gonna. It ain't gonna never get yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just get tired of thinking about him. You it know what it I'm ain't saying? gonna never get like, better. I worked too fucking. We, I worked too hard. This second time around was for him. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, you know, I was like, I'm gonna get you a house, a car. You know what I'm saying? So you can live decently, man. Because he came from a, a bad background, too. They didn't have no money. And father had 17 kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm -hmm. like. Never got a fast shot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and he had jobs, menial jobs and shit, man. I was like, come on, Joe. Let's... <sighs> man. And, and, and whatever, man. Whatever. Whatever. It's all good. It's all good. Um, all right. Let's, let's, let's just move on. Um, I, I heard you mention um, a rapper named Ma Mozzie. Was it Mozzie? Was yep, it? Young Mozzie. Young Mozzie. You know, it's funny, before he passed, I started following him on social media. He always in this area right yeah, of here. Of course. I remember he got shot at Waffle House right beforehand. He recorded the studio. He recorded it right up the street. But, 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 but here's a question I'm going to go into about that with him. He was f flying flashy. Mm -hmm. He had that mouthpiece on, like, come get me if you want me type of shit. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately... You know, he got killed at that pizzeria in Edgewood. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I actually went to that pizzeria afterwards, you know, just to see it and eat there, but just to feel like, you know, this is where he gets, I didn't know him. I just mm -hmm. saw him online. You know, I, you know, he'd come up all the time and shit. And I was like, damn, you know, my man got mouth, you know, you know, you know, he just a pop, you know, trying to get his thing on. Yeah. And after he got shot, he still had mouth. I was like, God damn. So my, my thing is this, man, with these young cats, I feel like when I was growing up, rappers try to act like gangsters. Now we got gangsters who are rapping, or gang members who are rapping, mm -hmm. straight up, and they're killing each other. I feel like it's the devil's plan, man. What are we not, what, what is it, man? Why cannot we not stop these young kids from arguing online and then killing each other? Because I'll say this one more thing. Last thing I'll say. Because YouTube, on YouTube, they will let you pull guns, Kill your ops, shoot your in the rap videos. I'll kill a nigga, shoot a nigga, and they're actually doing it. Let me say I slap one of the LGBT people, and them think they won't yank that motherfucker off or kill a, a, a gay, you know, a person like that. Mm -hmm. 
They would yank my video, cool, clean, you know. But to see these young brothers talking that shit, and it's really happening. Not, they just bullshit. They like right. they go on Ninth Street. I shot a nigga last week, and last week the dude got shot. Mm -hmm. what, what's happening here, man? What, what we doing here, man? I mean, that, that's a, you know that was all part of their plan to 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 turn us against each other. But we've been so brainwashed that we think do we have to be in competition, and it's enough for everybody out here. And then, and that's that's the the mind frame that we all that all of us in. You know, it's like a crab in the bucket mentality in all our neighborhoods. Instead of understanding that. Bro, it's you do this, I do this, you do that, and we all come together, we all win. But we wasn't shown that as kids. You know what I'm saying? We, we, it was never nothing that showed a show that showed three brothers living together, all doing three things and all being successful. It was never a show like that. It was always of us scraping and yes, scraping and, 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 and just trying to compete with everybody, yeah. everybody in competition when it shouldn't have been like that. Mm. So that's been our mind frame, mm. man. And, and I think, you know, we have more young black millionaires than we ever had ever in time right now. I'm talking about just so many young, sure. young, I'm talking about youngsters, 25 with millions, you know what I'm saying? And not from sports, from other things, from music and other things. So I just think the fact that we're getting money right now and a lot of us getting money at a young age, the, the mind frame has to change somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like my whole goal was to get out and not have to be in the ghetto. Don't put myself in situations. I'm, I'm successful enough, but I don't have to put myself in situations where I can end up shooting somebody or fighting somebody. I, I, I'm in control of my own life, my own narrative. But these kids need to understand, okay, y'all making this money at a young age, you gotta start being smarter. You, can, you can't make the money, then all of a sudden turn gangster. Mm -hmm. Like you've never been in a fight, you never shot at nobody, but now you're making all these money, like a, re a record label sign you, now you wanna shoot somebody. It, like it's ass backwards, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So it, nobody, you can't make millions of dollars and become gangsters. It's just stupid. But they do. They falling right into the plan that was built for them. All right. I like that. I like that. All right. You're closely associated with George Floyd. Yes. Um, are you just are you cool brothers or brothers? What we, is we, it? We're not related at all. Right. Just when we, when we first seen each other, we looked at each other and was right. like, who your daddy? Right. Who your daddy? <laughs> right. That's right. How, and we called each other twin from the first time we met each other. Okay. Okay. Um, tell me something that it's misunderstood about him. Was misunderstood about him. He was a family man. He loved his daughter. Everything he did was for his, for his daughter. Everything, even if it wasn't good, he did it for his daughter. And I can clear this up too for all the people mm -hmm. that always saying, "Well, didn't he put a gun to a woman's stomach?" That is true. But he, he what the true thing about it is, he took that case for somebody. He didn't actually do that. See, if you know in Texas, he was already in, he was already in the situation. If you know anything about being in time and people being in those situations, he already had a situation, and it made more sense for him to put that situation with his to help his partner out. See, that's the type of person G was. But everybody want to say he put a gun to it. No, he didn't do that. He right. took that charge for somebody else. Mm. See. So that's the type of person he was. See. see. Solid individual. Right. Everybody right. loved him, and, he, and as you see, that's why when when it happened to him, how the whole Houston came together and rolled for him. Really, the whole world. 18 countries, uh, 18 countries, all 50 states. Do you think it was mostly just because it was him or because of, we tired of a black, what happens to black men? Well, it could well, be any well, black man. They was able to, they seen it, you know, and then right, it, was, right. it, was, it was a lot of things you was able to correlate with it. First of all, you seen the world seen it, right? It was already wrong. We've been getting killed and beat up. Then I pop up on the scene, okay, we know him. Oh, damn, he looks just like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, then that, then the aspect of his daughter, Gianna, come, like, it was a whole bunch of aspects besides seeing it. Now you're saying he got a friend that's in the NBA. Now you're saying his daughter. Like, all these things. Be like, damn, they really killing people like that out here. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And then what was crazy, 
it's over 1,500 to 2,000 people have been killed since George Floyd. So, and we just, it just ain't publicized. Talk, yeah, right, you know what I'm saying? Right, so right. It, it, a lot of things have changed since George Floyd, but we still don't have change. That's real. That's real. I heard recently, I don't know how recently, but you converted to Muslim. You yep. said, are you talking about earlier? Two years ago. Two years ago. Um, you know, going, on, going on three years. Three years? years? Okay, okay. That's a, that's a serious commitment. You know what I'm saying? Um, was there something that sparked you to do that? Uh, well, I've, I've been, you know, studying. I've been uh, interested in learning things for myself. As I get older, a lot, I'm smart enough to know that a lot of stuff that I was taught as a youngster, I don't believe as a grown man. A lot of it's lies. And um, a lot of the things that they tried to make us believe is totally different in the books that they teach from. So, mm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, perfect example, they got a white guard in every church, but it's clear to say he's bronze. Right. You know what I mean? So that don't make sense. I'm, I'm uh, a lot of stuff that, you know, that I've learned to learn for myself. And um, I've just always been um, admired the Minister Farrakhan. Mozzie, we talked about, he was Muslim. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the things that I learned that made me um, attracted to the religion, I learned from him. And uh, when I was um, around the George Floyd time, you know, you never know what makes you or when it's time to make that decision. Okay. You know, um, I woke up one morning and it was my day to take my shahada. It wasn't no plan. I woke up, today I'm taking my shahada. And my life, wow. is, my life haven't been the same. All my good deeds come with me, but all my sins were erased and I right. feel it. And uh, I've been a changed person since that day. Wow. Is it shahad, is that, is that converting to Muslim or when you go, it's not when you go over to Mecca, it's not, it's not that, mm -mm, it's just mm -mm. when you convert over yes, there. Yes, Okay, okay. Because I, I have a lot of friends of mine who are, um, who are Muslims. Ashadu anna illa illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulallah. Okay. That's your shahada. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I have a lot of friends of mine who, who are Muslim and um, I enjoy being around them, you know what I'm saying? And I know it sounds kind of weird to say that, but as, because some people are afraid of, of that, or don't know, whenever it's any, even Christians, I mean, I'm like, if you told me I'm a Christian, Christian I'm like, ah, you know, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really with religion, I'm more spiritual, people say that, but um, I like what I hear that comes out of, you know, brothers being a Muslim. Well, I mean, I could just break it down to you like this. If they, if they imp implemented Islam everywhere, the reason why they haven't because it's going to take away all the clubs, all the drinking, all the smoking, all that, because that's not that's not what Islam stands for. Now, right. you have people like me that are not perfect Muslims. Right. You know, I still mm -hmm. smoke and stuff like that. But if the religion was implemented the right way, you know what I'm saying, and it was implemented everywhere, a lot of the things that we get behind, and you know what I'm saying, stand behind, it wouldn't be there. So that's why a lot of people try to kick the religion because it's, it's so strong mm -hmm. and uh, you can't really find a lie in it. Mm, mm. Well, what's the difference between someone who's a Muslim and an Israelite? Um, I, I can't speak on that because I don't know too that, much about them. You know what okay. I'm saying? I no mean, worries. I've met some and they solid brothers, but I, the different, I don't, you know, I don't know about them. I just know, you know, that, um, you know, they, they read from the Bible. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I know they be wearing purple and gold, but I don't know too much about them, but I respect them. Right, sure, sure. Because they will come out to represent if something's wrong, like, like yeah. they did with uh, Kyrie, mm -hmm. you know. They, I, I like that. Mm -hmm. I and, like and, that. And, a lot, and a lot of stuff, you know, that they say is true. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they speak some truth, too. But then again, you know, I'm, I'm not 
that privy enough to know everything they right, saying, you know right. what I'm saying? So, but I respect. I always feel like whenever a black group comes together, it's you know the, the media just makes it such a negative, you know, like a mob and shit. But yeah, because they don't, but they don't want us to speak truth. They want us to be illiterate. They want us to ha have to learn from them instead of us yeah. teaching each other. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's what's happening now. You got more people learning for themselves, and coming out and being ready to spread the same knowledge to other people. Right, right. You know, I feel it's kind of some. I've, I've said this to me. Sometimes people get mad when. When we, you know, when Jews get together and stop stuff from happening, if you talk about a Jewish person or or a white person, they'll jump up. I think it's really when black people get mad at that. I think it's because we are mad that we haven't united like they have. Think about that. We don't shut shit down when they fuck with one of us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because like I said, you got we're we're not we're not together at all. I know. We more we more we got we more worried about when my homeboy got to jail, how I can go. Fuck his girl. Oh damn! I'm just saying that's okay. our culture. That's we right. more worried. We more right. worried about how when he go to jail, how I can get to his house and and and, and come up of all, come up all, all his plays instead of making sure his household stay intact till he get home. You know what I'm saying? We thinking the other way, and that's just that's how we think in our neighborhood. We don't think about helping each other. We think about how I can benefit me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's a big problem because if we have more of the attitude to help mm -hmm. each other, it'll stop yeah. a lot of the crime, it'll stop a lot of the robbing and the shooting and fighting and killing each other over two, over $5. Right, over sure. You know petty, what I'm saying? Just dumb shit, bro. But we almost do the dumb shit of, we fight over neighborhoods we don't even own. That's crazy too. Like, like I saw you go over to O Block, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I remember the, uh, King Vaughn, you know, he's kind of made, he kind of made it popular because mm -hmm. somebody died, that's why he changed the O Block, but I think it's really Parkway Gardens, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. I'm not it's in Chicago. You went there, you know, with who you are, the reasoning was, I mean, because that's a dangerous situation. Yep. Where, you, what, what were you trying? You please don't say you can go in there and everyone else can go in there because it's a different situation. Well, what I were mean, your reasoning going there? I'm, I'm not everybody else either, and I'm right. not, and I don't move how everybody else move. I don't do things determined on how somebody else do. I was in Chicago. We played the Big Three game. I was with Will Byron. I said, "Bro, let's go to O Block." He was like, "What? I'm like, let's go to O Block." I'm, I've never been afraid of my people, right? right? Sure. I'm, I'm not the type of person that want to go by and take a picture. Nah, let's see if we can go there, see if we can fuck with the locals. I, we don't know if they up or not. Just what happened when he called, they all was up and they was excited the fact, excited the fact that I want to come through right. there because people like me don't call them and want to come through there. They probably try to sneak a picture or something like that. I went broke bread with them. Right. I had my jewelry. I went out there to play basketball with them, smoked blunts with them, just, just chopped it up with them. And that meant more than anything for them because I, I didn't come in feeling like I couldn't be me. Right. They loved the fact that I came in and I was myself. You know what I'm saying? And, and I even formed a relationship with this dude named Ty, who actually I'm trying to help, you know, better himself and sure. his life. And, and, you know, it's, I really didn't care about people, what people say, because this is just what I do. Right. They, and nine out of ten times somebody get mad, they're mad because they can't do it. Okay. Right. Yeah, so, well, so, sure. so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so me being able to go to O Block was a, was a blessing because I touched a lot of people out there and, and it was a situation where I showed them, you know what I'm saying? Look at me. I come from this same shit. You know what I'm saying? You can make it and come back but you don't have to be on no dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? I right. think that message got across because it wasn't no shooting, it wasn't no arguments the whole time. We were, we were out there at 4 or 5 in the morning. But you Steven Jackson. Let, let Mike Smith do that shit with his gold and what, diamonds what, what, and shit going down the old block. But, but, but don't knock it because I come from it. Support well, it, the fact that, right. I'm, I'm saying, support the fact that I still go back to the area. So many people I love you to do knock that. it. You know what I mean? So oh, no, no, why no. Why would you want to go there? You got this much risk and no. that. No, I can get shot walking out of here. Right, but that, no. Man, I, I, that's why I fuck with you because I, I, I respect what you do. But trust me, the average motherfucker couldn't go down the old block with a jewel and just start shooting hoop. 
You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, mean, I, I, so, I, I agree with that. I agree so, with that. so you anomaly. You know what I'm saying? So you, you make you 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 putting out. What signal are you putting out that we anybody should be able to come and do that? No, that ain't gonna no. be. It. I mean, if I had to give a message from right. that, never don't make them, don't let them make you afraid of your people. Okay. We come from these areas, right? right? Sure. We yeah. we know what it's like. We know how hard it is to come out of there. We know the opportunity is slim. Right. So why would when we make it just automatically turn our back on them? Right. They they still need to see success come back. They still need to see people coming back and care about them. Right. You know what I mean? That right. that means a lot to them. That's real. They don't see that because no. they don't come from that. Right. Right. And it's funny you said I've even done that. I've done comedy shows where I, I, you know, my shows go till Sunday and it'd be a Saturday night, some bro, or Friday night, bro, be like, yo, I got a barbecue, man. You know, like, you should come by, you know, take pictures with me, whatever. I'm like, give me your address. He gave me your address and I pull up. They're like, hey, you pulled up for real. Why wouldn't I pull up? You invited me, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But I think they mentality think, you know, you might be untouched. But I want to say, no, I'm just like you, brother. I just got a different job. I'm no more special than you are in God's right. eyes. I just got a different job. You invited me, I'm here. And they, be, they just so excited, be like, yo, that somebody, like you said, would come. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? At your level. But the crazy thing is, and that's why you, we can't really pay attention to social media and all that type of stuff. The year before that, during the George Floyd, we went through every hood in Chicago. Mm. But why nobody said nothing then? Just because I went to O Block. It was, but I went through every hood in Chicago showing that same love. And it's documented. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, so sure. you, you got to do things from the heart and do things how you want to do it because somebody's going to have something to say regardless. That's true. That's true. All right. Speaking of that, speaking your mouth all the time, your podcast. You know what I'm saying? The all the smoke. And I like the title. You know, um, I know you said award winning. Make sure you say award uh, uh, winning. No, no, I don't have to say it. you said it. Nick. Yeah, gatekeepers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, all that right there. Yeah. Were you one of the first athletes to have a podcast? Yes, we one of the first athletes to have a podcast. Shout out to uh, Quinn, Pivot and all that other. No, shout out oh. to Knuckleheads, Quint Richardson, Darius Miles too. But we were the first podcast on a major network and smoking weed. Is that why y'all wanted a podcast, just so you can smoke me? Well, no, no, no. We wanted a podcast because me and him both were doing ESPN and Fox. We were killing all their shows. Okay. So we sat down. You and Matt we were smoking. Matt yep, me and my brother, Bad Boy, shout out Matt. And we were like, you know, we need to do a show. Matt had all these connects with uh, Ellen Reckerton, who started Red Table Talk. And oh, she wow, had a relationship okay. with Showtime. And once we pitched the show to him and what we was thinking about it, they fell in love with it because they, they didn't have anything going on at Showtime Basketball. So we didn't took over that. What did you pitch? Uh, nigga, we're going to smoke weed and talk, say shit, talk shit. Well, well, at the time, like I said, <laughs> me, and Matt, me and Matt were the two hottest basketball players on TV. Oh, well, that's what ESPN it is. Okay. And like, what and we came mm -hmm. together and they was like, shit, we could take y'all and have our own show and be uncensored because right. that's, that's what me and Matt wanted to be anyway. Right. That's what we've been our natural selves. So it all played, it all worked out. Good, good. Um, speaking of Matt Barnes, um, I saw him. You know what? I, I like Matt Barnes. Uh, One of your light skinned brothers? Right. I'm about to say, did, 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 he, help, did he help lift up? Your, your mindset of light-skinned brothers? Aren't we rowdy too, nigga? What's up, man? Nah, yeah, we'll nah, fuck a nigga nah, up for real, nah, right? Hey, nah, he, he's touched. He got problems. That's what like, we do. Like, we do like, we that's do. one of the smartest light-skinned people you ever there know. There you hey, go. That motherfucker crazy. Shout out to Matt Barnes. Nah, Matt crazy, bro. Yeah, Matt, is he? Yes, Lord. Yeah, I, 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 that's see. why we get along so well. You know I what love saying? it. We both a little off. It's funny. I used to go running up in uh, L.A. Like Miller, uh, Hollywood is a mountain that you can run up. In. I forgot the name of the mountain and shit, whatever. I see him up there a lot of times running up there, you know, mm -hmm. by himself and shit. And I, I ain't never spoke to him. One time I was at the uh, a, 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 a Falcons, not Falcons, fucking wrong, the, the Hawks game. And the owner gave me a, a you know, well, I got his owner's seat. So he sit right next to where y'all check in at and shit. Mm -hmm. And he came by and, and, and dapped me up. That was kind of cool and shit. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah, he's solid. I was like, all right, fuck, you know. 
light skin to light skin, you know what I'm saying? Whoop, yeah. whoop, 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 you know? I think he only hit for like three points that game, so I was kind of embarrassed with him. Yeah, he probably know? was out there just playing defense. That's why he was doing fuck it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But master truth, though. Trying to yeah. stay out of fight, probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, in fact, speaking of, uh, not fight, but Kobe was the last, that was his last interview on y'all show. Yeah, man, that was a blessing, bro. Wow. Um, me been knowing him all this time, and you know, we was like kids in the candy store on our way to go see him. Like, man, we can't believe Kobe on the show. And, it, it mean even more the fact that that was his last interview, right, bro, because right. nobody expected that to happen. Mm. He seemed like he was just untouchable. What, what is your approach to an interview when you do interviews? How do you even approach it? You're a man. We just, do we do our we do our prep, you know. We go over the questions. We do our prep, and uh, just we just rock you? out like we like. Yeah, like we it's nothing scripted with us. Right, right. You know what I mean? We we go with the flow. Um, I think we do a great job of tag teaming. As you do, as, y'all do. As far as him leading and, and me, you know, coming in and entertaining and, and keeping the show. White going. man got to lead first, you know. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think that's that's why that's why we're so successful yeah. because we are starring each other role. I know my role. He knows his role. There you go. We don't. We're not trying to overshadow each other. I let Matt. I tell people all the time when we have meetings for all the smoke and I can't be there. If Matt is in the meeting, then I'm in the meeting even, there even it if is. I'm not present. Yeah. There it is. Because he knows how you would think too that's about my it. Guy. Beautiful, beautiful. Who, who has been some uh, one or two? Of your most surprising guests. When I say surprising guests, you didn't know what you was getting into, you know, come on, come on. And then you got you like, you know what? Either like I didn't like this motherfucker or that mother was cool as fuck. I didn't even realize you were gonna be like that. You know, what was that? Um And I haven't been a guest yet, so you can't put me on this. So I get that. Yeah, you know, it's coming. It's shit. coming. <laughs> I think for me, um Shannon Sharp was a great interview. Obviously oh, yeah. he's a he's a guy I worked with before, but I learned a lot about him and the type of person he is, where he's from. Um, also, um, Chandler Parsons. It's, it's yeah, a, I remember him. I remember yeah, him. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, doing, especially the reason why his episode was special with me because I used to kill him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about, talk about him a lot because right. he was making all that money. He always stayed hurt, never played. And like, we had to scratch and grind for our bread. You know what I'm saying? And as I became an adult, a man, you know what I'm saying, with kids and understanding and putting myself in his shoes, you know, I had to apologize to him mm. because he's not, he wasn't in control. He, he didn't ask to be injured all the time. Like it was just unfortunate situations, right? right? And uh, when I had him on the show, it, it, it did a lot for me to be able to apologize to him on camera and tell him, you know, that wasn't really personal. It was just the fact that I knew I was working hard. You know, how, how you feel they give white people shit in sure, it, you know what sure, I'm saying? Sure. But I apologized him because he was actually a great player and it wasn't his fault he was hurt. You know what I'm saying? But that show with him and the stories, the Kobe stories he told, I think that was some of the special ones. Mm, mm, okay, okay. I'm going to name some names, quick names. Just give me what you think about them, what you think, and how you think, you know. Um, you know, we got a show here called Comedy Hype News. Yeah. And I was one of the first ones put on the show. It's basically like a first take. We got females, she tosses up, the, you know, comment, and I'm on one side of it. And I was brought in to be the Stephen A. Smith. Mm. I say Stephen A. Smith, what comes to mind? I love him, man. I hate him. I've heard that a lot about me. Yeah, I, 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 love, I, I, I love him because, you know, he opened the space for a lot of us, you know what I'm saying? And he, he say a lot of things, and he's very knowledgeable of the, of the uh, game of basketball and what he does. And we work with him a couple. You know, I have a lot of respect for him, sure. but I hate him sometimes, too, because sometimes he's going a little bit against the grain. Right. You know what I mean? But I, I, the respect on always remains. Right, right, right. Against the grain, because I remember things about me, you know, Sometimes people tell me, and I'm glad you're here because you're such a real dude. Like, I'm. Does it always have to be black is right, even when black does wrong? Right is right, wrong is wrong. Okay. There ain't no color. All to right, it. there it is. But if you say my man's wrong, he black. When I say it, 
it's your white side saying that. I'm like, nigga, nah, he wrong. He wrong for what he did. That wrong was foul. He killed eight people. And I don't give a fuck if he, you know, they killed us before. That's wrong. But he was wrong with the white man killing eight black people and this brother killing eight white folks is wrong. But when I say it, it's my white side. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't actually have a total of numbers we need to kill them to, to be equal. equal right? Right, right, right. So it, right. wrong is wrong, right? You know what I'm saying? It's wrong, right, period. Right, right. And it's funny when I on that show, I go against the grain at times, and people say, you a get along nigga. And I'm like, hold on. I'm on a black show going against what black what, 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 what the rest of them are saying. That's mm -hmm. not a get along. Unless you think I'm getting along with white folks. But if I go and say everything about is right on this podcast, then you like me. I guess I'm not getting along, but I am getting along if I'm going wrong against what I believe in. If I, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think Shannon, I mean, you know, not Shannon, but um, fucking uh, uh, Stephen. I think um, uh, Stephen A. Smith, maybe he just, you know, believes this is what it is. And it, to him, it's wrong. You, you say no? It, it, no. No? I don't, I don't think he believes everything he says. I think at the moment, some things come out, and I don't think 100% of the things he say that he actually believes or stand by. You trying to say that white man money? Nah, I'm just saying. Okay, I, I'm, just, right. I'm, I'm just saying. I don't think he's ever put in, been put in a position where it's cool for him to go on back on there and clear something up and not make it seem like you know what I'm saying, like somebody making him putting the uh, you know what I'm saying, a gun and say you go fix this. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he's ever been put in, put in a situation where it's cool to go on there and apologize to Kyrie and say, yeah, man, I, I said this at the time, Kyrie, but now I see. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's told him that it's cool to apologize to people. But you're thinking he should apologize. Why do you think I, I mean, shouldn't apologize? That's why I say I don't agree with a lot of things he say. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, even with Charles Buck, when, they, when you call other black men idiots, like how can you call this man an idiot when he's smart enough to make millions of dollars and change his family's life? He's smart enough to be one of the highest uh, selling shoe right, uh, salesmen sure. in sports ever. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So how, how can you call this man an idiot, a black man an idiot? Like that's the type of stuff I don't understand. Can now, you call if, a white man an idiot? If he did that, if he would never do that on TV. Ooh, ooh. He would never do that. Ooh. Has he? Charles. Has he? Know. No, he's never called a white person an idiot on yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. In that case, fuck And, and I, I don't think he will, <laughs> but it's, we, we comfortable insulting each other. Right, right. That's real shit. That's real. Speaking of that, uh, Skip Bayless. That's a wild dude right there, homie. Skip Bayless, uh, too comfortable. Ooh. He's gotten too comfortable with, ooh, with his insults. I like that. Because... The DeMar Hamlin, he tried to clean it up. If it was Tom Brady, he would have chosen his words wisely, point blank. None of those words, if Tom Brady would be on that, on that field, he would have chose every word wisely. Shut the NFL down. Let's not ever play again. Like, it would have been a total, a total different tone coming from him. Mm. And, his, and we wouldn't have to question nothing he said. It would have been clear as day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, and just a perfect example, you've been in comedy how long? 37 years. So when you go on stage on one of your bits mm -hmm. and, and you know exactly what you're saying and what of you're course. trying to set up before you do it. Of so course. as a writer for 40 something years right. on the highest level, when you write something and post it on social media, you know exactly what, what you're trying word. to say and get across. So that's why I was standing with him. You can't fool me, Skip. You've been doing this too long. You knew what you're saying, but it backfired on you. Right. And, and, and that's the situation. And so he just getting too comfortable with disrespecting us and especially like how he did Shannon on the show. He got to tone that down. You think he'll change? Cause it didn't work. Well, for him. he said he, he said he stand behind his tweet. So obviously he's not going to change. Ooh. But I think if our support changes with if we change with supporting him, I think it will. But it ain't genuine. So why would we want it? Right. Don't you sometimes want to know, you know, what the enemy look like without, you know, the motherfucker gets Nah, just stay away from me. Just stay Damn. away from me. I don't, I don't have to be around you. It's nothing saying that I have to be right. around you. It's not nothing saying that 
I'm going to breathe better if I go around a certain person. No, I'm straight. I don't have to be around you. Just stay away from me, and I'll stay away from you. And I don't, I'm not going to demean you in no type of way. Right. I gain nothing from demeaning somebody. Right. Just stay, out, just stay away from me. All right. What about Shannon Sharp? Unk. Shay Shay. Unk. Okay. I talk to him all the time. Um, George Floyd, all, all, anything I'm going through, even with my brother, like him and Dion being two people that's been there for me, that's always calling and checking on me. Like they real, like real uncles. Right. Like real uncles to me. I'm going to say about Dion, but real quick with Dion, you know, did he come in there in the, in the HBCU saying we need to stick together as black folks and black players don't need to run up to these white schools and shit? I thought mm -hmm. I heard that maybe. He did say that. Right. And, you know, then, you know, I mean, he did what he had to do, I guess, and then he moved on. He did what he set out to do. Change, change uh, HBCU football. He's done that. Do you think it's changed? He, he's definitely done that. Well, when he leaves, it, I think it's going to go back to what it was. I don't think so. He, I, 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 I don't think it will because the coach that's coming in for him, he has the same man. He might not be as big of a name as Deion Sanders. But that was but he, important. But, but he already laid the foundation there. Yeah, but the fame is important. ESPN ain't going ain't, ain't to hear, what's the coach name? I don't know the coach name. Coach X. Taylor. Taylor. If, 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 if it mattered, you would have seen all those players leave and try to follow Dion. A lot of those players still stayed there because for what the foundation he laid, that's why they wanted, they wanted an opportunity. They got a chance to be somebody. They got a chance to be on TV. You think he could bring all those players with him? Dion, the brought, whole team over there, you know? Bro, he could have, he could have, he, he picked his guys, but I'm just saying, all those guys could have jumped in the portal. Right, I get went it. to a different school, if not the school with Dion. But, you, but, but they wouldn't have got the, what, what, what other team? I think they were good at HBCU. I don't know if they could have been good on the Nebraska and the Georgia teams and stuff. I don't know if they could have moved up well, to that never, portal. You, but, but see, that's the same thing. See, that's what you're saying. It's the same thing they say. I'm asking. I don't know. No, they can. And that's, okay. what, that's what Dion said. Okay. I, I'm showing you that these kids can play on the, on the next levels. But they got to get the opportunity. They got to get the, okay. the, the, the facilities. They got to get the same care. Like these, these big power five schools got four or five saunas, 20 massage therapists. Like the, the, it's set up for them to succeed. But at these black colleges, that's what, I mean, HBCU, right. that's what Dion was showing them. Like y'all want these kids to be successful, but y'all not giving them the means, the things they need that these other schools have. And that's why it's not the talent why they're ahead. It's what they have accessible to. It's not the talent. You, you were telling me, tell me you win a championship because you got a sauna? Come on, man. I'm telling you, dog. Believe, believe it or not, that's that, I got a sauna, shit. That means more than going home yeah. and have to put your own ice bag I on. I know that's right. I know that's you see what I'm saying? I'm with you, yeah. They, you, you, have more, you have more things accessible to make you better at those Power 5 schools. And that's what Dion was saying. That's what, exactly what he went to show, and he did that. Okay. All right. Let's switch on to boxing, because I'm a huge boxing fan. Yes, sir. I just seen your head pop up in boxing recently. So yes. I don't know how real you are. I'm fan, a, I'm fan. At, I'm at all the boxing fights for the last probably eight years. Okay. Do you, were you, you, you had to be a fight fan before those eight years. So yes. you know 80s boxing, 90s boxing, yes. you know that I, kind of I, I know a little bit of that. My, my boxing, uh, I started going to fights um, around 2005 and seven. Okay. When I started making money, me and okay. Al was taking turns buying each other floor seats. Man, Al Hanson. Nice. Every nice. fight, so we take a turn. So we did that for a long time. That's that baller shit right there. But now I'm, I go to I fights because I work for Showtime, so I'm, I got the best seat in the house I, for free. I, I, I know. I I, I had I had a, a what do you call it, a pass? I had a um, media pass, nigga. And I, I couldn't get close to you. I was like, the bitch. I, I, I was like, that's him in the green shirt. No, I'm, I'm, I know him in the green sweater. I know him back there. Yeah, shit. Just talked to him yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. But um, but no. Okay, so I saw you at the Javante Davis fight. Yes, sir. And I saw you at the fight fight. Yes. 
why you all, you, it's like you always around some shit, man. See, that's why I posted that video <laughs> for clarity on my Clear it up, man. Clear. A couple yeah. weeks ago, where Javante Davis had a big fight, for those who don't know, y'all know who it is, and um, there was a fight broke out in the audience. They had to stop the fight. Yeah. And I looked around, because I, I had just left and started going to step, because I thought because I thought it was going to be a decision, because, you know, he, he, he was drinking. And I said, it's going to be a decision, so, you know, let me go get him out here for the crowd get crazy. And I got outside. Right when I got outside, somebody said, a fight broke out. And I'm thinking, oh, they really started bombing, fighting. And the nigga showed me the, 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 the footage. And I said, who green sweater? That's, mm -hmm. Is this this nigga out here? No, it wasn't had a green sweater, but I saw you. So what, what, not, what went down, it, it, man? It, it wasn't not one punch thrown. Let okay. me say that. All right. Um, it, was a, it was a sellout event. Uh, mm -hmm. It was some words being exchanged uh, with Meek and the boxer. You know, I mean, Meek attitude. Gary Russell Jr. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You know, I'll put it there. I understood Meek attitude. When you got a young person like Tank from that area, sure. everybody from that area, you know, it makes no sense to hate on this young man. He's, he's only boxer selling out arenas right now, right? And, uh, to go against them and to be saying some of the things they was blurting out, you know, it just kind of drove me crazy, you know, till they had words. So one of them told me to watch his mouth. You tell a man, a grown man to watch his mouth, right. you know what's going to happen after that. I wasn't involved in none of that. Right. You know what I mean? People were rushing to, to get to the fight mm -hmm. and to see what's going on and knock my wife down. And my whole thing, oh, was, no, no. My whole thing was protecting her. Sure. You know what I mean? And, and I had to raise my voice a few times to let sure. them know how serious I was. I worked so hard to, to, change for people think you know what i'm saying I, i'm not that person right. I, I grew up in that life i'm not i'm not i'm trying my best not to be in a position where i have to slap somebody and fight somebody right? right and um there's no need for that today so um that's all that was with me right but you but, but, but let me tell you what happened gary russell's been trying to wolf take sell wolf tickets forever okay he fights oh, yeah, once a year he lost his last two fights right i know <laughs> you know we lost lomachenko and then he fought, lost some else. okay and been selling wolf tickets shout out to gary russell i've seen you you know you dc bro but he going to try, he's trying to sell, it, sell his shit to fight but you, Javante, but, but, man. But you can't right, be mad at him. But you're sitting right there next to the president of the Showtime, who I'm sitting next to. Steven Espinosa, And you're insulting out. him as well. So, like, that, that's not going to get you in the ring. Hmm. Being yourself don't have him work. No, that's no, who he is. No, 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 I'm, I'm saying, but if you want me to put you in my ring, insults is not the way to do it. You can be honest with me and say how you feel. And I got to respect that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can beat him. You need to give me the ring, but you can't insult me and right. try to force me to do right. what you want me. That right. don't work. Right, sure. I don't right. know where that work at. Right, right, right. Well, it didn't work that day. Yeah, that okay. shit damn sure don't work in my time. <laughs> All right. Since you know fighting, okay, Javante won that fight. His big fight is going to be with Ryan Garcia. Coming up yeah. uh, April? Uh, late March, early April. Okay. So I heard they signed it already, so it should be mm -hmm. a done deal. Mm -hmm. Ryan Garcia, for those who don't know, is a Latino comic, kind of was raised through uh, uh, Oscar De La Hoya. He's a pretty boy, got a lot of 8 million followers, girls Bad loving that shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's hard, too. And he's tall for that, yeah, for that, yeah, for that, that division, division. Right. yeah. So, so it's a little bit of work for Javante. Yes. But, you know, Javante, you know, he's proven each time, you know, he, he's cutting him down. You know, he's fighting him. Um, how do you see that fight going? I'm going with Tank, man. I, I mean, knockout? Yeah, because you've seen, you seen the guys that put Ryan down. Ryan Chan is, is not the best. You right. know what I mean? And Tank is the hard, hardest punch in that weight class, I think. Um, but it's going to be a great fight because it's going to be a test that Tank's never had. He's bigger. He's, he's faster. And uh, Ryan Ryan been looking for this fight, too. So, But Tank, he knows that this is going to be his toughest fight. Um, and I think, you know, this is going to set him up for the next big fight. You know, he, 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 go, he get through Ryan. Maybe he'll go Haney or maybe he'll go Shakur. So we'll see. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. Shakur and Pitbull are going to be a good fight.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh. That's Pitbull, gonna be a good Pitbull one. come for that work too. He come for that work. But Shakur, you can't hit him. But but Shakur, he maybe he didn't want to fight him at first. He couldn't be running and shit. He said, I ain't got time to be chasing nobody. Cause speaking of runners, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Boost Ennis. Yeah, that's little bro. If you're not a boxing aficionado like I am, I respected what he did. And it wasn't a good look for him. Cause dude was running. It's hard to knock someone out when they're running from you. You know, you know what I'm saying? if you know boxing. Right, right. If and, you know he, and you know he's knocked out everybody. Mm-hmm. And the next fights that he's stepping up to, mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. Earl, Keith Thurman, mm-hmm. he needed to go 12 rounds because he hasn't been 12 rounds right. with anybody. Right. So that's a good day of work for him that he needed. Yes, Fuck sir. knocking him out. Okay. Fuck catching him and beating him up. Right. Those 12 rounds of work where, where he's trying to go, right. when the fights he has coming, right. he needed that work. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Because I was talking to Derek James. Shout out to Derek James who trains Earl Spence. My guy. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yo, I can't wait to get it. Train of the year, too. Right, yeah. I was like, you know, I, I, let's get it. Let, you know, what's up with that? And he was like, you see how he's running, he's running, you can't handle runners. Well, Earl Smith's not a runner, so let's forget, let's forget this dude. Yeah. He just fought Ennis, you know? Him In and, fact, I hope people licking their chops saying, I want Ennis now. You know they, what I'm saying? Because that's, that's, the, that's the one thing that he loves to do. He want to bump. Yeah. He don't want to run around. Right. Yeah, he want to stand there and show let's his go. skill. Right. And Errol the same way. Right. So, so it's gonna be special. So I don't think. Yeah, I was like, I was like, Derek, come on, he He's the mandatory. They, right. I, they, I think Arrow's gonna take a, a fight with um, Keith Thurman. He might take a fight with Keith Thurman before Boots, but Boots is the mandatory right now for Arrow. Right, right, right. That's what needs to go down. Shout out to the, you know, one, one of my favorite ones is Crawford, but I don't know what that ring of rhyme yeah, shout out to do. Yeah, they got, they got to fight each other. This money situation, arguing and shit. You ever seen that video where you see two dogs barking as a, as a, as a gate? They must open that bitch and they start, and then they close back. And like, ah! I feel like a lot of that's happening in boxing. Let's get it on, man. Like Hearns, Hagler, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Leonard and all them was fighting each other, man. Let's get, let's get into that thing. You get what I'm saying? Duran and shit. Yeah, it, it, it. The fight should have happened by now. Come on. I, mean, when the, I think when the aspect came in, when somebody wanted to throw Bud 10 million to fight a bum. Yeah, yeah, In the yeah. meantime, Bud, like, man, I'm going to get this 10 million and we can get back to arguing later. Right, right. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a, quick, one, a question, one more question about boxing. I'm going to ask you two more. I think, and I'm going to be bold enough to say it, I think Mayweather helped and fucked up boxing because he was all about the money. It's a big money situation. And he was all about not losing that O. So I think some of these fighters now are afraid to lose their O, so then they're fighting everybody, and they ask for money way too much. Let's say your last fight, you got $2 million. Now I'm offering you $5 million to fight the dog, you know, the dog. You yelling, I need 10. That's way more. You made two last time, I'm going to give you five now. If I don't get 10, I ain't five. Nine. And it becomes that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. They think they're worth more because they saw what Mayweather did and all that. And right. see, Mayweather brought people to the, to, to, you know, the pay-per-view rights. You know what I'm saying? So I think someone like Mayweather may have helped and hurt the, the game, man. Helped by making some money, but hurt it by, come on, people ask for too much money and they're scared to lose. Who Mayweather didn't fight that you wanted to see him fight? I would like him to fight me, nigga. I need some money. Nah, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. Hold on, hold on. He fought everybody. Everybody. In different ways. He fought everybody, bro. So he didn't hurt the sport. He fought everybody, dog. He didn't duck nobody. He fought everybody. Yeah, but he wanted it for so much money and shit, and other okay, fighters want to okay, do the okay, same okay. shit. Okay, so he fought everybody. What? He became a billionaire from right? boxing. How did that hurt the sport? No, because he's special. These other niggas down here think they can be billionaires. Who want to fight for free? Get, I, when get, you say, I just said two, five million dollars ain't free. You just made two oh, oh, million. Oh, okay, okay. Stop so, asking for so, ten. So this is something. This is something that is a problem with the youth today. Oh, oh, here we go. They play to the level of their competition mm-hmm. instead of dominate. 
Why settle for two million when I know I can get twenty? But who says you get twenty? Doing 20? the same thing. Nah, son. You, nah, we offer you five right now. You ain't twenty. You may never get. You could be a Pacquiao Mayweather fight long after it's worth anything. But if you fought Mayweather and they offer you five and you know you can negotiate yourself to twenty, why not do it? No, no. You think you can and it don't go that way. And you say, well, I ain't fighting then. Uh, Crawford and Spencer, right? It was money. It was money. Hey, it's not what you do. It's what you negotiate. If you can negotiate it, why not take it? Why not take it? I understand. Uh, No, you're right. If you can negotiate it. But some people think they're worth more than they are. And that's what hurts the sport. Like, nigga, you're not a $10 million fighter. You're lucky to be getting this five I'm giving you. Al Hammonds, I'm giving you five. You made two. That's what. No, I want 10. I'm worth 10. You're not worth 10. We're not going to fight you then. I mean, I've, I've been an athlete, so I can't never let a motherfucker tell me what I'm worth. You can't tell me what I'm worth. I know that. Okay, well, then, then, then you're going to sit home and fight motherfuckers, 500,000 fighters. That's going to be the L I'm going to have to take. Okay, well, then, okay, well, then, you're not going to get that $5 million I'm going to give you. You're going to get your ass back there to the uh, 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 $2 million and the hundred and $1.5 because you're worth more, but you're taking them fucking sucker-ass fights for $1.5 million, $2 million. So you told your worth, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Give, me your, <laughs> give me your top five fighters right now that you enjoy watching. Errol Spence. Okay. Boots Ennis. Tank. Um... Heavyweight, heavyweight, come on. Uh, I go with, uh, I like him, man, but I just, I don't oh, know. I what? like Anthony Joshua. And I like Anthony Yardy. Hold on, I didn't hit Deontay Walton. Someone come yeah. broke. Deontay Walton. Deontay. I, like, I, I like Deontay. He's just not a boxer to me. He's a yeah, puncher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a true. puncher. He's like, <laughs> he's, you're not going to see him throw combinations and weave and all that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. He's just going to try to lay one person out. And that's a talent. I, right. like, but right. I don't like that. I, right. I want to see hands. I want to see skills. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, Anthony Yard, he's fighting somebody. about to get the brakes. But who he, he fighting? He's fighting. Um, the, gonna break them he, he fighting. Uh, gonna break the brakes off that. Uh, he's, fighting, he's fighting one of those Russian cats. Oh, oh yeah. With the B. Uh, Arthur Benavidez. Benavidez. No, not Benavidez. Arthur Benavidez. Better be? Yeah. Better be. Yeah, yeah not Benavidez. Yeah. Better no, right, be. Right, Arthur, Arthur. Yeah, he's fighting better be. Yeah, well, let me tell you. That's going to be a good one. It's, it's a KO by the sixth round, bro. Who, Yardy? You can KO? He'll get knocked out. Oh, just a friendly handshake bet. I'm no, going with Yardy. Let me take one of them diamonds on shit. Yeah, I, I can't, I'm not. I can't want diamonds off there. All right, well, I know you love fighting so much because you got a show on Showtime called Fight Town. Yes, sir. Talk to me about that a little bit. Uh, alhamdulillah, man. That was a blessing, man. Uh, like I said, we don't get these opportunities. Um, I wasn't a basketball player. I was on the commercials, you know, with the shoes selling out, you know what I'm saying? But the fact that I've been t- doing, taking advantage and doing great in this space has popped up to a new show on Showtime called Fight Times. And um, first episode is me hanging out with Boots Ennis. Uh, uh, yeah, cool I like boy, that. Cool boy stuff, undisputed yep. champ. Yep. Um, and just, you know, going into what the boxers' lives are like. We know they can box. We know, sure. that we know they train, but mm-hmm. what jewelry store they shop at, what restaurants, what stores, you know, what clothes they like, and things like that. And mm-hmm. I was able to spend some time with them, but I'm also training with them. Right. So um, it, it, I've been, we had like over 200,000 views in two days. So, Damn. Um, well, I, me I pre- too. I appreciate I, the love. I watched you. Appreciate well, I'm part of that right I there. I appreciate yeah. the love. I saw you boxing. You, you a puncher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're a puncher. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm. It's different from a street fight. You know what I'm saying? It's different. Oh yeah. I, I've been fighting right. the street my sure, whole life. Sure, you know what sure. I'm saying? The fights I did have, but boxing is totally different. Oh it, yeah. It, but it feels good to to start to learn how to control it. You know what I mean? There you to go. try to prepare myself and to get my core strong and learn how to throw punches. I, I think that's been the best part for me, learning how to actually throw a punch. Right. You know what I'm saying? That makes it. I learned that I can knock somebody out. 
We're not even using all my strength. There you go. It's more of how, I'm, how I throw it and where I land Sure, sure, sure. It's funny you say that. Um, I've been boxing all my life in the gyms, you know, part of the gyms in L.A. and all that. And I have um, sparred a couple of people who thought, you know, actors or whatever. I'll, I'll go 10 rounds. They laughing. I just say, man, I mean, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, they crazy. But um, I, I got video. Go, you can see me on video fighting some people. But um, I fought, I sparred Heavy D. I sparred uh, David Allen Greer. Uh, AJ Johnson, Ezel, rest in peace. I, I spawned him. You spawned a whole bunch of bad body built motherfuckers, too. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here, man. We're gonna cut this out. You, we gotta cut you, that. Hey, yeah. What I, the fuck? Hey, I'm talking about. Man, but they were still smart. Hey, man, David Allegrill talk on Instagram. You know he got a, he got a little keg right here. But that was years ago. That was years ago. Oh, okay, they was in shape. Okay, okay, Come okay, on, okay. man. It's 97, 98. Okay, no, okay man. back then. Okay, back then. Okay, out of back here, then. Man. So don't, don't do my guys like that, man. You, you, you pick some of the chubbiest guys in the, in the well, business man, to box. I box who come in the ring with me, okay? okay? okay. I box who come right. in the ring with me. <laughs> Damn. Shout out my boy Dave, man. He done destroyed my motherfucking shit. All right, man. I got a new segment on here, brother that I want to play with you, man. I ain't done it with no one before. This is a new segment I want to do with you. It's called Bro-ish or Ho-ish. All right. All right. So what it means, basically, is I'm going to say some things, and what do you think? That is, bros can do this, or it's a little ho-ish if a dude do this, okay? And I'm going to move the age to 25 and older, okay? So this is a mentality think of somebody 25 and older. As I tell you this, you tell me. Right. And I want, the, I want the answer within the first three to five seconds. You can't sit there and think about it for a while. What is your first inclination? Is this some hoish shit, nigga, or some yes. broish shit? You ready? Right, let's do it. All right, y'all. Y'all ready? Here we go. Real quick. I'm gonna tell Facials. Broish. Okay, broish. Yeah, I'll take care of my right. skin. Fuck you, uh. think. Yeah. <laughs> what chick want old dust ass, <laughs> snake skin face? Uh, damn. But to get hey, you no, a face. No. I get manners, petties, uh. all that. Oh, wait, yeah. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, all right. Charm bracelet. Come on. Broish. Okay. Okay, I already know. Pedicure, manicure. Broish. Okay. Manscaping. All over. Every, asshole, everything, everything. Man, you do it yourself. Broish, I shave. Oh, that's broish. Underarms, okay. oh, damn, private, man. all that. All right. Skinny jeans. Hoish. Oh, hoish. Okay, skinny jeans, hoish. Mm. Uh, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple crew members. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Um, wearing pink. Broish, it's a color. All right, that's all right. mental. You okay. think I, I could wear pink and still whip your ass? Oh, okay now. I like yeah. that. Okay. I know where you can go with this one. <laughs> Arguing with a female in public. That's hoish. 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 Okay. You get nothing from you getting the game. Nothing from demeaning a woman. That's hoish. Okay. Even at home. Period. Oh shit. Yeah. Behind, what you do behind closed doors is the same person outside. I mean, what you argue with your girl at home? What you, you doing? It's still, what you oh, gain from? Simp. I look at it as <laughs> when I leave, that's the punch. That's the end thing. They, I, I like that. That's why I do the yeah, same I shit. Say that's how I hurt my you. Hands, and when Bye. I leave, you're going to feel everything. Okay, ooh, ooh. All right, you ready? Um, Chelsea Boots. I don't know what that is. Right there, right there. Come on, let's go, let's yeah, go, that's, let's go. That's hoish. Oh, hoish, hoish. Yeah, I, I got two pairs in my face. I ain't putting nothing. Shit. <laughs> Damn, my nigga. I ain't putting shit. Shit. So, all nothing. right, all right, fuck it. All right, all right, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, boy, you a tight mother. Mm -mm. Half my shit in here, I can't. Okay. All right, uh, riding around on a small electric car. Broish. Really? Yeah, that's You gonna be like this with the motherfucker? Saying, you cool with that right some, there? That's some, that's some people budget. That don't make them right a whole. Damn, that's just that's in their budget. Electric car, but electric car, okay, all right, all right, here we go. Eating pizza with a knife and fork. That's hoish. Oh, 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 o
Yeah. Let that motherfucker cool off and pick that motherfucker <laughs> up when it cool off, man. You ain't got, you ain't got to do all that. <laughs> you ain't got to do all that. Yeah, you ain't got to do all that, bro. All right, you you all extra, right. too extra. Really? All right, here we go. If you agree with your homeboy, texting K, just letter K. That's hoish. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't think I text no K. I go OK. <laughs> yeah, I don't, a thumbs up. I don't think I, I, don't, I don't think I do the K. Yeah, that's how it is. All right, all right. One more, one more. You ready? Okay, well, you know, just on some regular ass conversation. Regular conversation. Nothing special. Just want to talk to some FaceTiming your homie. Bro, I do that all the time. Man, nigga, man, I, 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 nigga, I know what you look like. I got to see you too, nigga. Yeah. I know, I know, nigga. That's always, nigga. Hey, how you doing, any, my any, nigga? Hey. Any nigga that haven't FaceTimed this homie, you lying. They say no, you lying. No, Everybody to FaceTime no. partners. For what? You ain't never FaceTime. You ain't so you ain't talking to no comedian on FaceTime ever. No, no, hold on. No, hold on. No, hold on. No, what? No, I said regular conversation. Now if you got some holes in the background, you want me to show me the holes? Cool. A regular or conversation? Your no, no. For what? Nigga, I know what you look like. Yeah, I, I don't think I think that's broish. I mean, I, really? Yeah. What's up, Steve? How you it's, doing, it's, brother? It's, you doing okay, brother? I home, see you. What you eating, man? What you eating over there? Yeah, it's some homeboys that I probably did I got good relationships with that I probably in the same state and don't see much. And I want to check on my brother. I want to see his face. So I FaceTime. I love my brother. So yeah, I, heard you I don't mind him. doing it. I'm out hearing my niggas too. Yeah, I can hear. Yeah, yeah I got to see yeah, your motherfucking yeah, face. Yeah, I'm dead. All right, this ain't even a part of that. I just want to know this right here. When it comes to the JJ, hair or no hair? Balderman Davis. Really, man? No hair. No hair. Nah, son, hell, really? Nah, nigga, I don't want to try to oh, get through R. Kelly all that. Oh, R. Kelly-ass nigga and shit. You yeah, want to see baby? Nah, look at that baby nah, laying next to you, nigga? I want to see it. Oh, dolphin looking at That hair can hide some shit that you don't want. Oh. Yeah, but I, also, I, want, I want to see that. Uh, I was supposed to be all, yeah, I want to see that. I don't want no hair hiding all kind of shit that pop up on your ass in the next two days. Nah, uh, see, get, I see, get rid of I, that shit. I date brown skin and dark skin girls. Sometimes they look like the surface of the moon, bumps and shit all that. I don't want to see all well, darkness well, and shit. Well, see, but they, that, that, that's not caring about yourself. Oh. It's a way to shave. People that, it's a lot, many people that shave that have no bumps. Oh. That put a little alcohol for a, a sea breeze on it to make sure they don't bump after. Listen to them, ladies. But that, them, you, you talking about a motherfucker who shaved and put perfume <laughs> on it and powder and all kind of shit, shit lotion shit. and hogging the pores back up. Now she's no. Bumpy Johnson. Hell no. <laughs> Bumpy Johnson and shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We do a thing called IG creeping on here. What we do with this segment is, well, we go on your IG page. Mm -hmm. My crew, I get my crew to pick some pictures, and then we yeah. just explain what you what, what you was what you was thinking, what was happening in these pictures and stuff. All right. All right. So the first time, I want to know what in the hell was you thinking right here? What the fuck is you got in this motherfucker? Uh, so, shoe town, nigga. You selling shoes, nigga. So I told you I was sponsored by Jordan, and uh, what I'm doing right now is I got over 500 shoes. Damn. And, and, no, that's I'm talking about 500 shoes. I'm giving away. I'm doing a uh, shoe drive and a clothes drive to give back all this stuff to under kids who need it. Parents can't afford it. There's a lot of new stuff that I'm just giving away, just doing a good deed. These are your shoes, right? Yeah. What size you wear? I wear 14. What, who are you giving these shoes to, nigga? Hey, I guarantee, Africa, someone in man, Africa, believe, believe it or not, it's a lot of athletes, there's a lot of big old kids that oh, okay. need shoes, you 14, know what I'm saying? 14, I was 14, damn. And then it's a lot of designer shoes too that people would love to have that can't afford. So it's gonna be a lot of stuff that I'm gonna give away. Okay. But that's me sorting everything out. Damn, boy, you, yeah, I, you, you're real. Okay, all right, all right, all right, let me go, let me go, go to the next one. What was you, what was happening with this picture right here? <clears throat> Boom. So that was a, a moment, um, that's my brother's son. He got oh, twins. wow. And uh, he had, we had just had his funeral the day before that. And um, I was just spending some time with him, you know, just nice. trying to keep their spirits right. And if you look at, if you know me and my brother, he had twins, but they looked just like me and him, one light skin, one dark skin, wow, which is okay. crazy. And okay. they act like us too. So that was just me, man, just trying to continue, continue to keep their spirits up and try to give them some understanding in the situation where right, there's sure. no understanding. How, how, how are they doing now? 
They're okay. They're, they're okay. okay. Yeah, they're in sport. They're trying to, you know, but, you know, it's hard to say how they're doing. To not have a, and I have their their father, you know what I'm saying? I know you're doing the best you can. You don't live in anywhere approximately close to them, do you? Nah, my whole family's down in my hometown. They all live in Port Arthur. In Port, in Port mm -hmm. Arthur. All right, all right. Well, well, shout out to you, man, for, for doing the best you can with, with, your, with your nephews. All right, next picture. Let's see what we got. What was happening with this picture right here? What, hold on. What was going on here, bro, bro? Uh, which, and which one is you, bro, bro? Which one is you? I'm, I'm getting flipped over. You right here? Yeah, I had him. Oh, with some, that's my man, my little brother. We was in a, a, a basketball tournament at AAU, and uh, we just fooling around the room, wrestling and shit. We did this all the time, but he he getting best in right there. Yeah, he, he, he was bigger than you. Yeah, he was bigger than. Yeah, me. Yeah, big boy yeah. right there, man. Yeah. yeah, legs and shit. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, he was okay. Than me. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, yeah, yeah. Y'all came. I, I like the. the, the yeah, that's the, you know, that was, that was some bullshit. It was a hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm about to say, nigga, you know, the, the motel, yeah. you know, that thirty-five dollar night. You, you know, I told you I come from it now. That's probably a driftwood no, motel. Hell city, so. no. All right, let's go to the next one. What do you think about this right here? Oh, I know what this situation is. Oh man, this everybody know what this picture means. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying, like. It was, and it was just a moment that just happened, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just walking with her on my shoulders, and, you know, I just whispered to her, you know, like, you know, she was just looking at everything like, your daddy changed the world. I know, that's right. And she just screamed, she just kept screaming it out, my daddy changed the world. And, you know, that's that's one of the best right. moments of my life, man, because it was good to see her be happy and sure, smile sure. after everything she was going through at the moment. And, and I'm sure um, you still stay in contact with her. Yes. Right. How is she, uh, how's she doing now? She's doing great. I mean, you know, she had a little setback when Kanye mentions George Floyd's name and yeah. it, it came back up and kids started asking her about it at school and she called me and that uncle, why are they still talking about my daddy? So that kind of brought her, set brought her back a little bit that people start asking her about it again. But for the most part, um, she's great for everybody that donated something, that called, that cared about it, donated money, bought her my heart, anything. Right, sure. Uh, it, it's definitely been appreciated and she's definitely been benefiting from all right, that. Right, right, right. Um, and I, I just, I'm dirt, I want just a minute conversation on this. You know, Kanye sometimes be, be, be dirting off on them. Some people want to be like, come on, bro. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? This, that was unnecessary, what he said. You know yep. what I'm saying? I know you don't know. What do you think going on with the boy, man? I mean, man? I, I, just, I, I just think it's with me, the areas we come from where we try to make it out and deal with family members dying from came for medicine seeing your best friend get shot in the right. face. Like, we, we deal with struggling. I've been able to have food, having to borrow sugar from the next door. Like, all these things that we struggle coming up without, that could be mental health. But you can't touch a billion dollars and let mental health be the excuse for you saying dumb shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. struggling and coming up, and that shit can have you scarred. But once you get to a certain point in life where you're a billionaire, that ain't no mental health. That's a 50-year-old man saying dumb shit. shit. And you can say whatever you want about anybody else, because one thing about me, I never known when it became cool to speak on dead people. Mm, I'm from the old right, law. Sure, sure. I'm under the old law. It's never been cool to me or to anybody that raised me or was around me to speak on dead people. And the fact that it's cool now, it lets me know that I don't relate to a lot of these motherfuckers. So Kanye say some deep shit and some of the shit is off the wall, but he can say what he want as a man. Just keep George's name out of his mouth. Mm, mm, mm. That's I, simple. I, no, I, I respect that, I respect that. All right, we, we done with that. Let me do this thing right here. We got a thing called Spin the Wheel. Everybody come here and like to play Spin the Wheel. So there's a couple things on there, as the people who should know by now, everybody knows it. There's everything from um, who you trade places with and why, the biggest lie you ever told. In fact, you can tell you any story you just told. If you want to repeat the story, what you want to get off your chest. Um, how you lost your virginity. I mean, I don't know if you want to go back to, you know, 87. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> um, trading places, who you trade places with. 
And the celebrity crush calls, where you call a celebrity with your cell phone, you, you know, it's a fake call. I want to see your acting talents. Pick a celebrity, we, we, some fine celebrity woman, and how you can get her to come to your house, or she can come to your house, what your macking game was like. So y'all ready to do the drum roll? Y'all, you know, we do the drum roll in here. Do a drum roll. You spin it with all that port off a spin, man. We see where it lands, y'all. Let's go. Give him a drum roll. Give him a drum roll, y'all. Let's go. Hey. Oh, spin again. Come on. Put, your, put some oh, port off in there, man. There you go. There you go. Hey. Off your chest. Is there something you want to get off your chest? You've been thinking about, man. Um, get off your chest, man. What the fuck's been bothering you, man? Uh, you know what? Yeah, let me get this off my chest. Mm -hmm. I stop going on people pages with insults and following them at the same time. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna insult them, don't follow them. Mm, I like that. Because that makes you look like an asshole. Mm -hmm. It's too many times we'll be getting insults from people jumping on our page saying crazy shit, and we look to see if they follow us, and they follow us. If you don't like what we post, unfollow. So for all you people that feel like you have to follow me to insult me, you don't. Just insult me and go and go by your business. Don't you have to follow me? Just insult me, and you know you don't. But don't follow me. That makes you look real stupid because how can you support me but hate on me? It don't make no sense. Mm. But that's kind of like the adage when people see a car wreck. They got to stop and slow down and uh, watch it. Each car wreck, they got to watch it. That's nosy. That's how, that's how traffic starts. Ooh. You're not going to get out and go help the person. Right. You're not going to get out and go help right. them change the tire right. or anything and see if they're all right. So why stop? You're just being nosy. That's real shit. That's and that real causes shit. traffic, especially in Atlanta. Traffic starts in Atlanta from people being nosy. All right, well, that, damn it, that, there it is, there it is. All right, before I leave, let you go. I do a segment called Five for Five, where I uh, highlight a young comedian. Yeah. You know, that, that I think is dope. Not just young, any comedian, I just think it's dope. Should get a chance to see their, you know, their situation. And I put him on this show, you know, I'm going to insert him into this show right here, and we get to watch him, you know. And uh, I want you to check this comic out. This is a new segment we do called Five for Five. We're starting it off in the third season. I want you to check it out. It's about to come on here. Let's check it out. Five for Five. 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 Bring it up right now. Very funny young brother. I'm telling you, man, he's, he's, he, he brings that smoke. He brings the energy and that heat. I think y'all gonna love him, man. So give it up for the one and only Mr. Steve Brown. With dark inner thighs, you know, you got to, you know, <laughs> got to show that love down there, you know. <laughs> the love down there. I know some of y'all looking at me like, does he really talk like that? Yes, I talk like this, but I'm a thug. I'm going to let you know right now. I'm a thug, but, you know, my voice don't go with the thug activities I indulge in. They don't go together. Like, you know, every time I try to do some thug shit, my voice gets in the way. Age 19, I'm going to rob this nigga, you know. Got my gun dead in his fucking face. He wouldn't even scared. He gonna try to figure out where he knew my voice from. Tell my Miss Bernice, is that you? No, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a couple of years ago, you know, one of my homeboys got jumped out. You know, me being a thug, you know, I'ma orchestrate a drive-by. <laughs> we get in the car, we roll up on these niggas. But you know, before you do a, a drive-by, it's some things you gotta do before you do a proper drive-by. Before you shoot the gun, somebody got to holler out the window. Dumb niggas chose me. I said, what's up? Somebody in the group said the president. 
you identify as black bitch. <laughs> my voice so fucked up, man. I can't even answer my own telephone. Somebody call my house. I answer the phone. I'd be like, hello. They'd be like, hey, little lady, put your dad on the phone. I'm like, bitch, I'm a fucking thug. <laughs> can't even go to the drive-thru, man. Can't go to the drive-thru. Place my order. They come back to the speaker loud as hell. Can you repeat your order, ma'am? I'm like, bitch, I'm a fucking thug. What's wrong with you? You're gonna make me drive around there and throw $2,000 worth of pennies at your goddamn ass. I drive around and they still ain't convinced. Sir, what happened to the lady in the car? Bitch, I Because you know the only only way a brother go to the doctor now if he's if he's itching or some shit and fell off, you know. <laughs> go to the doctor, brother, get checked, get checked. You know, I get checked regularly, you know. You know, I, I, I recently I went for a colonoscopy, you know, colonoscopy. But those of y'all that don't know, a colonoscopy is when they put you to sleep and put this microscopic camera up your ass to take pictures to see if you got colon cancer. But you gotta have proper insurance to get that done, you know. I went and got mine done. My insurance wasn't so good, so they gave me a bootleg doctor. You know, when you wake up from a colonoscopy, you wake up, no pain, you go home. Right. After this colonoscopy with this goddamn bootleg doctor, I wake up in a lot of pain. Come to find out, this nigga done put a whole Polaroid up my goddamn ass. <laughs> I wake up, he's shaking the fin to my soon as we develop this. <laughs> exam, but I had a problem with that because I was getting my prostate exam in Atlanta, you know, and every time I got my prostate exam, they sent me to a different male doctor. I'm thinking like, damn, these niggas passing me around. <laughs> like a whole lot in this motherfucker. <laughs> but those of y'all that don't know what a prostate exam is, a prostate exam is when you go to some doctor that you don't know, and he molests you to see what's wrong with you. He don't give you no flowers, no candy. He don't even call you back the next day. He just and say, wipe yourself up like you are not. You got to leave this office with a greasy booty and low self-esteem. Like, this nigga ain't have to do this. <laughs> nigga, one doctor left my booty so greasy, I sat in the car and slipped out. I'm like, God damn. I sit in the front seat and ended up in the trunk. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> you got to watch it. These doctors will get you, especially in Atlanta, you know. I feel like they got me. I go to the doctor, you know how you in the doctor, and you you in the examining room and you butt naked, you know. My doctor, he come in butt naked. I'm like, wait a minute, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you don't supposed to be naked with all this oil on your chest. What's wrong? <laughs> and he was in such a hurry to get to me, he didn't even let me pull my drawers out. He gonna pull my shit to the side. I'm like, wait a minute, sir. Sir, I've been over. <laughs> Put both my hands on the table. Put both my hands on the table. He get behind me. I feel a whole lot of pressure, you know. But that wasn't the fucked up part. The fucked up part was I look down, I see both his hands on the table. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you gotta be, so you got to be careful that Dr. Andrew for that profit exam in Atlanta because that time I got fucked. But see, the thing is... <laughs> Thank y'all so much.
energy for you, boy. Hey, always, man. always, hey, man. That's always, I, brother. That's what I Bam. do, brother. That's what I know I that's right. I know that's right. Uh, if you hire him, you're going to get that high energy. I don't give a damn who you're in front of. Believe a musty. Believe a musty. That's what you're going to do with musty? Make a musty? Um, <laughs> you know, you wanna, you're one of those comics that I wonder sometimes, you know, why was it another level? I look at myself sometimes, too, but I look uh -huh. at other people around. Like, Because, you, know, you know, you bring solid shows every time you perform. Right, right. Um, and we've known each other, what, 20, 25 years, about? Yeah. yeah. About 25 years. Pretty much. Right. Have you ever thought about maybe some of the reasons, maybe, or what, what you did? What, what, are you happy with where you are? You think you should be somewhere? You, know you think I mean? you're underrated I'm, or something? I'm, I'm happy with where I am because this is the, the journey that God chose for me. Okay. But I will say that I, I, I'm, I'm like you. I've mm -hmm. been blackballed before. Right. And it's, it's, it's common in the industry. It happens. But, you know, you got to make a choice. Either you're going to fight through it and believe in God, or you're going to stop and be bitter. I chose to fight through it. That's why I'm here on your Hellified show. And I there appreciate you, you I, having I me I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, well, speaking of fighting, nigga, you went viral one time. You was fighting in a comedy club in South Carolina. Uh-huh. When dude came on stage. And tried to and kill me. He tried to throw, he threw it, the microphones, <laughs> chairs and shit, all kind of shit with you. What were you going, what were you going? Hey, man, you know what? People don't realize it, but it wasn't even about me. He was already fighting. The camera just caught when he came up to me. He was fighting and all this shit with people in the audience or whatever. Something happened with him and his girl or whatever. And we made eye contact. We made eye contact. Next thing you know, he on stage and... You know, I'm just trying to keep keep from you know getting hit and all this, and they had no security. You know, and, and the, the, what was crazy though was the, the 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 guys that broke the fight up, they ran from the kitchen. So now you got another dilemma. You got hot wings and fries hell burning no. and shit. You hell know, no, hell so no. yeah, yeah. yeah um, well, well, well I I've never seen them, but I've seen people come on stage and talk a little shit. Uh -huh. But this was a this was a real ready to you know if you'd have stepped two feet closer, it'd have been really ugly. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of weaved and dodged. Correctly, I, I was showing from, restraint. You know, yeah, we, yeah. you know, we box. We right, do, right. We do the I was thing. like, holy. Yeah, shit. he was wide open, but you know. Right, right. Um, uh, did, did you get okay? For those of y'all, just Google it. You know, comic scrapping damn near on stage. You don't see Ralph. What happened to you or heard about? Who called you? What around that time? What happened? Like, did you hear? Like, did you? Did that, that couldn't blackball you, but did you hear the comics call you up, say what happened? Did you report, like what happened? Did that help your career or hurt your career? You know, actually, man, it gave me more, more, more notoriety. And okay. the thing is, man, in our business, no matter what you do, what, what, whatever type of notoriety you get, it is what it is, and, right. we, and you use it in, sure. use it in a positive light. So I use it in a positive light. I got a lot more bookings. I got, believe it or not, internationally known from it because it was shown all over fucking the earth. Millions. Because nobody ever seen any shit like that before. And it kind of started a trend because the next person up was Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, so, damn. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, where it all started. All that getting on stage fighting on yeah. bullshit started with him. With yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You, you're the original. I'm the goat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right, on my show, I had a lot of comics on my show. Mm -hmm. And one particular time, I had a gentleman, you we all know me, Arne S.J. Yeah. Okay, uh -huh. we and I had heard a story about right. you and RJ in Detroit, you know, uh -huh. you know, beefing. Right. And I had him on the show and he spoke on it. We didn't say your name, you know, I wanted to back up, you know, let him do what he did. But, uh -huh. you know, you was like, hey, I want to talk about it. I want to say right. about it. Right. You, know, you know, either make it correct or agree with it, whatever. However you want to say, you know, Arnez said, hey, man, he just feels like, you know, something needs to be done. Or he's, no, he's cool with where y'all stand at. But right. your heart says something else. 
And so I no, my, my, you know what? My, you know what? Back then, mm-hmm. when I was first getting in the, in the comedy industry, I was a fucking knucklehead. Okay. And I was trying to get my shine on the best way I could, and I was stepping on toes. I oh, was wow. I was literally stepping on toes because okay. I didn't have any direction, okay. and I rubbed some of the some of the big wigs the wrong way. And I think he was one of them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you know, running your mouth and saying things you shouldn't say, and it got back to you know other comics like him. And so you know, me being the man that I am, or the man that I've grown to be, I want to take my time right now on your show and apologize to RNSJ mm-hmm. for saying some of the things that I said about him back in the day. I didn't know any better. Right. I was doing stupid shit. And Arnez, I apologize because I'm very, very respectful of what you do. And that's just what it, oh, right there, Arnez, I want to tell you, brother, I apologize. I beat you up, but I'm sorry. It was no, a, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. But I'm no real talk, man. One of my favorite comics, man, in the industry. You know, uh, and like I said, man, sometimes you have to uh, 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 right your wrong sure. so you can take a, a step further. Sure. And I, I'm mature enough to do that, and that's what I'm doing. So that's what it is. Cool, cool. Have y'all seen each other? No, I obviously haven't seen each other since then. That but... nigga don't want to see me. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, 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 nah. No, we hadn't seen each other. No, nah, but you know what? But the thing is, man, you know, if we do cross paths, man, right. I, I'll, I'll give him the manly uh, right. hug and handshake right. and wish him the, the best. And if you want to talk about it, it's cool. And good. if you don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good where I am. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right, like right. I said, man, I'm making major strides. Look where I am now. I'm here on the show, bro. No, I, I appreciate it. No, I like to see comics, men, they, they you know, this mm-hmm. stuff. Because you know, we're a fraternity. I don't give a damn how people want to look at it. We're a fraternity. People love what we do and wish they could do what we do. Right. And the fact that we're together, sometimes the egos get out of hand amongst mm-hmm. each other. I'm like, come this on, y'all. You know how lucky we are, blessed to be working, to do this for a living? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We already got to fight some of the audience if they don't like us and stuff. We don't want to fight amongst the comedians and so right. forth. Right, and, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is, man, I mean, th- people don't realize this. This is a, this is a very, very stressful business. We make yeah. it look easy when we get on stage, mm-hmm. but behind the scenes it's very, very stressful. There's a lot of stuff you guys wouldn't re- don't realize what we go through, right. and then we got to get up and we got to go up and make millions of people laugh and, and give you guys some type of therapy, and then when our set is over, y'all are going home feeling right. good, but when those stage lights cut off, we still left with our problem. Right. So, we still have, we, so we go through a lot, but like I said, you know, I thank God that you know I'm, I'm still here in this industry after go. 25 years and still doing well and still growing. So that's man, what it is. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? All right. Well, you ain't official until you get one of my do rag, one of my rags and shit, one of my rags. You, you ain't official. Ba, da, da, da. Well, whatever rag you want to call, what you want to do with the rag, okay? What you gonna use this rag for? Uh. Well, damn. Um. No. A, a, a diaper. You know what, man? You know what? You, you know what? Uh, you know what? What I'm gonna do, man? I'm gonna put it up. Uh, next to my many souvenirs, man. This is a historic moment, man. And honestly, oh, man, man um, uh, uh, props go to you, man, to, for uh, giving the comedians a platform. And we appreciate you, man. So this is that. my official souvenir. I there it is right you, there, man. man. That's what I'm talking about. Tell folks how they can reach you, how they can reach you, man. On that you can follow me on Instagram, Comic Steve Brown. One word, Comic Steve Brown. You can also follow me uh, on Facebook, uh, Comedian Steve Brown. And for your older people, MySpace. MySpace no. would be my top eight. <laughs> Top eight, nigga. Don't I heard that. that in a while. Don't do that. I heard that in a while. Y'all, you got a nasty attitude. One more time. Give it up for Steve Brown. Steve Brown. I'm talking about Five for five. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah, out Steve yeah. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah, out Steve Brown. All right, so here we go with this, man. I. You do a lot of podcasts and you got a podcast, but what you don't do 
If you don't get nobody a swag bag when they leave with goodies in that motherfucker, okay? Uh, Black-owned products. You're wrong. Oh, every shit. guest, every guest that leaves our show uh -huh. leaves with All the Smoke gear. Oh shit! And you can find it at allthesmoke.store. They, I, boy, I like the way you put that. Now pull this out. This is. But see, I all appreciate the gifts, though, black, my black, guy. Check, check it out. This is all black owned. Everything in there was from black owned. So go ahead and check it out. Okay. This is what we're we looking at. This black what, owned ketchup. Yeah. No. No. That, that's barbecue sauce, man. Look at oh, that. Read what it oh, say. Oh. Yeah. That's what, Mandarin orange flavor. Backyard approved. Yes, 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 yes. I forgot okay. who said that out, but yeah, it was a, a black owned Living young lady. Now, let's okay. see what else okay. we got okay. here. Yeah, man. pull it all out, brother. Don't be afraid. All right. All right, that's a that's comedy a, hype. That's a card game, okay? okay? So, what it is is about all um, comedy from stand up comedy to movies to TV to sitcoms. You sit around, it's like a game. You ask questions, you know, three choices or whatever. You know, so next time you're around the right. family, you want to play that game? Black owned. Shout out to Comedy Hype for Shout supporting comedy hype. Comedyhype.com forward slash shop. You can get those. All right, what's that? Look at that, uh, the bracelet. Yeah, some, some the, open up, now open that up. I want you to show what it is, brother. You said you like, you all right with uh, that, that card. Look, look, look what that said, boy. That's a black. My what it got? It got a, a charm on it. My yeah, nigga like charm. A basketball. Motherfucker. And it got a basketball on it. And it got king crowns on it, homie. You Thank a king. You for all that you do for our community, celestial goddess. Boy, look at that. How, how that Thank bracelet look? Thank you so look? much, celestial that's goddess. That's real. That's real B. They know. Did the, I say her name right? Yes, you did. Celestial goddess. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you right. did. Celestial so there you goddess, go. Thank you so there you much. go. What a what a basketball charm and yeah, king this, crown. This, this is pretty dope. This is okay. pretty dope. I hope you wear it. It's real shit, nigga. Yeah. I paid for it. Right. Appreciate it. All right. That's love. That's love. All right, there. We got more in there. This is like Christmas, man, on my show. All right, it's like Christmas. All right, let's what see. We got? we got a book we got here. Woo! We got a book, My Hundred Homies and Phonies of Hollywood. Of Hollywood. Ooh, I met a lot of people in Hollywood, bro. I'm quite sure you could do the Forwarded same thing. Forwarded by Paul Moon. Oh, yeah, he wrote, oh, yeah, he wrote, he wrote some I'm shit I'm going to enjoy this, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so each chapter is about a celebrity I met, my engagement with them, who was cool, who was crazy, whatever, and I, I kept it true. And a lot of celebrities seen that before. Steve Harvey brought me on the show about, talked about it, Gilbert. Uh, uh, Nobody wanted to whip your ass from that? No, no man, it's true shit, man. Why, I'm 6'1", playboy. Okay. Okay. So, so nobody called me like, say, man, why did you say this shit? No, like, sir. Okay. No, sir. They all said, you know what? I remember that. Look at that. And it's a, so look at that shirt. The quality. And now the, you official. And I got some J's that go perfect with Come that on, too. Come on, bro. That's why black, red, the black, and green. The Oregon fives. Ooh. Oh, damn. So you on the next Oregon level. Oregon fives. They green with the red tongue. Damn. So there you go, right there. That oh, right there is a, it, it, pull it, yeah. That's just, because you was on my show, that's a do-rag or wash rag or whatever rag you want to put it on, man. Spire <laughs> shit, there you go. We give out all types of shit on my show, homie. You did. You like that right there? You can do whatever you want with it, brother, okay? Appreciate you, my yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It, it's good for waxing a little cup in there. Um, one of my sayings on Comedy Hype, I always say, put it in the comments, bro. Put it in the motherfucking comments, you know what I'm saying? There it is, put it in the comments. With my Earl Grey tea in the morning. There it is. Yo, man. Yo, Steve Stacks, man. I appreciate it, bro, from the bottom of my heart, man. I my mean pleasure, that. Man. No bullshit, man. Thanks you know, for having You didn't me, have to man. come. I saw you a couple days ago, and you was here, man, and I got to respect that. You said you were coming, and you All came, love. man. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Keep we fighting that fight. We're not out of supporting each other. What we doing? That's real shit. Keep fighting that fight, though, man. Appreciate it. I mean that. Keep fighting that fight. I don't care what them folks say about you or whatever. I'm supporting you 100. They ain't never going to say nothing bad around me about you. I'll speak up for you, and I mean that dead Thank ass. You, I, I mean that, bro, because yes, a lot of folks, you know, get that little money and then run you know, play golf for the rest of their career. You out here fighting that fight. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Speaking up. So be proud, and I hope you're proud of yourself and your folks are proud that you're doing that, man, because you don't have to do that. You got enough money to chill, but you say, no, I'm out here doing this, man. So I really respect that, Thanks man. Thanks for having me, bro. Yo, man, my man, uh, Steven Stacks. Jackson's in the house. Give it up. Give it up.
Like I said, man, thank y'all. Leave some, leave some questions in the comments, what y'all feel about the show, man, if you liked it or not. It's season three. I told you I'm going to start it off fire. Fire. Yeah, we had, we, we had, we had stacks so it came out fire. Again, thank y'all for supporting it, watching all the time. I appreciate all the shout-outs that y'all give me when y'all see me in the street. We're going to keep doing it with Pierre's Panic Room. It ain't just a panic room. You see me on Pierre's Panic Room. Put my name on that motherfucker. Okay? Put some respect on my name, damn it. Holla at y'all another time, man. PPR, God bless not PPP. There it is. Oh, oh, there it is right there. PPR, okay? Got the PPP. Alright, we'll holler at y'all later. There we go. What's up, world? It's Steven Jackson, aka Stack Five. You know I'm a survivor. I also survived Pierre's panic room. Just tune in. Turn me up a little bit. Turn me up a If you like that show, like, subscribe, and comment below. You know, hit the, hit the notification bell. Hit the subscribe button, man. We want you around. Appreciate it.